am riffing. Mitch is riffing. What more can I say? Straight, straight riffing. Do you know how fucking desperate I am for some comfort in my life? I need that clear. This show is intended for mature audiences only. I've seen a lot of this. I don't know how much we're discussing this experience today. Are you really not having a good time? I'm having a fantastic time. I just can't believe I'm discussing you. Are. I kept yelling, I'm, I'm not going to whip my dick out. We talked about that. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Featuring your host, Mitch Marzoni. I don't walk around going like, hey, I'm really weird. Look at me, I'm weird. As far as I'm concerned, I'm perfectly normal. It's uh, it's a litmus test for people. And Teddy Tuxin. I'm a hate mercenary. Yeah. All right. All right. Hate mercenary. Hate, hate, hate or fire. Hate or fire. I should put on a bit of skies. There are two victimless crimes, all right? One, jerking off when your window's open. Two, <laughs> necrophilia. I'm confessing to a large-scale crime. Okay. All right. right Legs akimbo engaged in sexual discourse. Come on, man. What kind of guest are you? It's archived for posterity. Great internet. So, uh, it'll, uh, it'll come back to haunt you every day. It's time to rip. Oh, that is right, bitches and motherfuckers. It is October 22nd, 2012, episode 84, and it's time to riff the fuck on. I'm your host, Reverend Mitch, and with me, as always, is the difficult brown, the hater for hire, Mr. Teddy TMI Tutson. How in the fuck are you, sir? I'm feeling good, Mitch. I'm holding on right now, son. I'm uh-huh. on that last stage of the Underground Railroad, feeling that cool freedom northern breeze on my face right now. Sure. Shout out to Sojourner sure. Truth, son. We coming home, son. Mm-hmm. Suffrage is in the building, baby. Okay. What I, up? I know some of those words. <laughs> uh, our special guests this evening, uh, a two, two-pronged attack, as it were, are very close personal friends of mine. I've known them for... I want to say almost a decade, so they are filled with lies. Uh, they are my, as I've, I've referenced on this show before, my surrogate uh, adopted family, uh, my postmodern, if you will, Let the family. games begin. <laughs> what a lovely, lovely voice. Uh, please give a welcome to Anthony. Oh, shit. Oh, Mitch. Oh, oh, oh. Anthony and Melanie Clark. Yay! How the, how the, those wild. How the fuck are the, the two of yous? We are doing fantastic. Thank fantastic. you for having us on. So we're your surrogate family. That means you're black, right? Man? Yeah. Right. Now, wait a second. No, no, no. Actually, actually. Yes. yes. Hey, He's hey, in there. You know what? I, co- I co-signed for Mitch. Yeah. Hold on a second. Now, now you've got to be brought up to speed here. I don't know how much you know. <laughs> it's been a long, oh. arduous battle here at Riffin Headquarters. Let me, let me say this, Teddy. Uh, the the, the uh, joke about uh, the, the newsletter mm-hmm. came from me riffing with yeah. Anthony yeah. years no, ago. I, no, I, yeah, I know. This is what I I'm told saying. you the Tang you story, me. didn't I? Yeah. I did tell you that. Real quick, let me say this. Because this was adorable. Oh, no. the most gangster use of adorable I've ever heard in my life. When Melanie read the, she was reading me the, um, okay. the, the the marketing piece you did for the show, and so she goes, "Riffin, what's riffin? <laughs> <laughs> what is that, baby? It's going on the board. Riffin, like, riffin, riffin, what's riffin? It's going on the board. Uh, Sorry, guys. <laughs> That's cool. It's cool. That is. I'm just glad the story was about because she wanted, you. She wanted to know what she was stepping into. Yeah. Right, she didn't right, want to, you right. know, riffing could mean as well. You should. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I really wanted to know for sure. Yes, but this is so this is riffing. this is what you're stepping into. Okay, so Mitch 
Previously, when we did the show in, in the domicile, Previously, on Straight River. Yonder, uh, was in the living room. So, me and the guests were on a couch. Mitch was across the way, and, uh, you know, a right. table, similar setup here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what I would try to tell him is that everyone on the couch knew something about being black. You understood me? So, anyone who came through was on the couch, how we would find, like, they knew. <laughs> they knew something, and in which Mitch could never grasp onto that part of himself. Even in his own home, you would never, ever know the depths of blackness that any random arbitrary human being who just sat down for two hours would know <laughs> so when you say that you're about from you understand i got motherfuckers at the barricades right now ready to go to war son he was pop off romeo must die he was partially convinced that uh uh I, I, there was a term you used for it some some revolutionary term you used for it that some some okie doke i sort of tried to pull by by making a studio and thereby getting away from the black couch versus me in a chair across from it uh dichotomy he that's he, right up there if i was kanye west i would believe in two things the government gave aids to black people and that you moved away because you wanted us you wanted a, a supreme position i believe in two things now where my chains at it ain't right <laughs> That ain't right. <laughs> but the question was never still answered. What is riffing? Oh, um, this hmm. is riffing. Uh. Well, it's it's uh, rapid fire joking. It's okay. a lot of like uh, light natured ribbing. As we've been you've, we've been riffing this light whole time. Casual existential crises. I like that explanation. Light. Weighted ribbing? Is that light, light natured ribbing. Light natured ribbing. Sounds ribbing. like a condom up. I know. Yeah. Light natured rib. <laughs> your your definition of riffing would fold as a nice double entendre for a Trojan end. Well, well done, that's the way I roll. Well so, you well, know. Let's, let's riff because, then. Because I'm with it. You've been riffing. See, you're going. You got this. In, 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 in New York, in, in, Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, we, we, we don't say riffing. We would say snapping. Or cracking. I'm cracking jokes. I'm snapping on you. But riffing is more of a West Coast snappings, But snapping's a, a vaginal term. <laughs> wait, now wait. Hold on a second. Now, what is up with all the genitalia references going Look, on? I'm just the, telling you. Riffing, snapping and cracking. That's all I've heard of. I've heard of it. First of all, you're showing your age, babe. Okay. <laughs> ain't none of y'all jiving right now. And you best jiving. not be. Jiving. You turkeys. Yeah. Jiving. That's right. Suckers. I really want to push to bring back turkey right now because people get, like, it's gone for so long that when you say it, people get so bamboozled that you <laughs> especially when like it has such malice behind I've been bamboozled it. and hornswoggled that jive ass yeah. right yeah. Yeah. It really but see this is like once you introduce turkey because like jive ass jive. you're like yeah. it's fine you know like no one expects the, the turkey to complete the trifecta because they like say something kind of innocent right you're like hold on a second you jive ass turkey yeah. you're like wait <laughs> why are you Did mad you just at me? call me a turkey uh, you're like are you, your face seems angry but your words are very disconnected I'm feeling it see <laughs> Oh, I'll bring shit, it back. I'm real brown. <laughs> <laughs> good times, good times. Uh, let's see. So, what's what's new in the world of the amazing Clarks? What what can people uh, look forward to coming up? As I'm coffee and sorry about that. All um, good, all good. <clears throat> we are doing all kinds of great things. Anthony and I are out uh, teaching the world how to love and date better. Mm. And, uh, you know, we're trying to disassemble some of these beliefs about uh, there are no good people out there, mm. um, and help people to love and date and be happier and live happier lives. That's that's what we do. That's our thing. We want everybody to be like us. Happy, we're madly, madly in love after 20 years. 
You know it, Mitch. You know I the do. real thing when I you do. see it. Mm-hmm. I know. That's right. And you know how passionate we are about sharing with everybody Indeed. else. Yep. There you go. That's As Carl Sagan says, uh, when you're in love, you want to tell the world. Of course, he was talking about the universe and not people. <laughs> but the sentiment. We're telling the universe. It's a spectrum of love. You know, the spectrum of love and universe. You yeah. Know, yeah. Sagan on one end, the Clarks on the other end. Boom, there you go. So Somewhere Riffin is in the middle. How do you take a jaded uh, single person who's... Um, Who's like, well, I've, I've tried all the dating things. I've tried all the dating sites. I've I've gone on speed dates. I've uh, I've gone on reality shows. <laughs> I've uh, my name's Mitch. Uh, I was gonna shout out you, to Richard Winley. <laughs> how do you uh, I, I, you take a jaded person who uh, who wants it? This would not be me in this situation. So this is just a well, fictional person now. Has completely a fictional person. Um, Go for it, baby. Uh, <laughs> that's all you, baby. Uh, what what do you where's your what's your first step? What's the first step? Is it like get them out of the jaded uh, mindset or uh, find them somebody that they go like, oh now I'm let's I'm deconstruct excited. the psyche. Uh, let's do it. Actually, let's do it. The, the first step is actually um sitting them down and assessing the situation, honestly mm-hmm. assessing it and getting past all the BS because usually what they say in the first that's like the first layer lie lies. <laughs> then you strip that away and there's a second layer. Sure. You keep stripping away till we get a complete picture of what's going on. Sure. And then you're working with the two of us and both of us we're really good. We're really fast. And so it's like a tag team. You can't win. You you, you can't you're gonna lose. What's because the while I'm setting you up, she's reading you. And while she's reading you, I'm setting you up. So we go back and forth, back and forth. Is good cop, good cop. Is it's a good cop, good cop, back cop, good cop, but one more like well, aggressive does, cop, hyper aggressive cop. Yeah, yeah Anthony, Anthony's more. the he's uh we've been called uh what rough. Is no, and agitate and mitigate. Anthony okay. agitates the situation, Ooh, and then good, I mitigate. I'm very loving and flowy put, and calm. Agitate, agitate, agitate and mitigate. Agitate and mitigate. Yes. That's good. So, it's a good running back duo. It's, good. it's real <laughs> solid. I would draft them in my fantasy game. I would do that. I, I was, I'm telling you, Your Honor, they were, they were agitating. <laughs> mitigate. They was agitating me and, and mitigating me as as to the furthermore. What are you going to do, son? Someone rope in your operation just agitate and mitigate everything, son. He's agitating <laughs> So I proceeded to mitigate. <laughs> <laughs> Mitigating's my job, Mitch. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, um, well, because see, I you know I have I have uh, single female friends that um, uh, they're they're like, oh, I'm just tired of the dating scene. It's too much work. This kind yeah. of thing. They're 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 upset. They think that there's too many games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only. The only thing I had was like, you know, if you're starting to date right now at the at the tail end of fuck season, you're in. I mean, it's bad news, right? Oh, for, for onesies, for onesies, <laughs> uh, for twosies. I'm sure you've heard about you've heard all about this from Mitch before. I told you about my theory on fuck season. Holidays. Run it by me again. We'll, we'll go. It, we'll assuming. go into it in a moment. Okay. I like to just, I'm assuming it has something to do with holidays. holidays. Yeah, I'm assuming. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I don't know why, but I'm thinking maybe, <laughs> kind of, sort of. I'm saying like that. Go on. The other thing that I was thinking, what I was, what I was realizing, what I was noticing, is that there's the the, the uh, uh, oft repeated phrase from women is like, it's so hard to date in this town, or it's hard to find a good man, and all this different stuff, or they're all cheaters, or whatever have you. Right. My only theory for that was that you know, in L.A. and this is probably the same in New York. No matter what kind of uh, person you're into, uh, male or female. Uh, the best possible representation of them will walk past you about every 10 minutes. 
Good point. I like so, that. You know what but I think that just made her more jaded because she's oh, yeah. like, so I'll never keep okay. a man because I'm not the best. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I had a really I'm just here to agitate. You, you inspired me and I had a really good answer. But then hmm. I found myself staring at your long hair. And I was thinking, man, he's pretty. Man, damn, he's it pretty. Looks that looks great. I love That's it. That's a good look on you, man. Good job. Who are they to yeah. tell us we're wrong just because we wear our hair long, long, Mitch? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, good look. Good look. Well, thanks. I'm still working on it. I'm still, still growing it out. I'm still yeah. deciding how I feel. Mitch and I's hair is about the same length. It would cover similar portions of our face. Yeah. Don't let the oh. compacted afro fool you. <laughs> yes. Real shaggy. I've never seen a hair on Anthony's head. And you, never will. and you never yeah. will. No, I shaved it since I was uh, 22, 23, 25. Uh, you're about 26. Was that in the era when, like, I feel like there was like a like a like a oh, real? Wait. I have seen photos of hair on his head, and it's a good thing he shaved it because he would do some <laughs> stuff with it. He I'm what? Really what's he creative? He's talking about back in the days. Yeah. You throw the, the, the parts in. Yeah. Well, no doubt. Son. Everybody, City, everybody had to have a part. Son. Before I even knew what the concept of a haircut was, my dad was taking me, and like a part was in my head, and I was like, I don't even understand what you're doing to me, but like I know that if I don't have one, I'm getting ridiculed by everybody. So like I know that it's essential. You had, I'm not you the had cool to have. Kid. A, and you should have saw the purple suits that I had to go. Oh. With, and, a, and a patent leather sh- the shoes too. Okay. I like that. I like that. I'm talking like velour I, suits or I like like. I'm ashamed to admit it was kind of that Steve Harvey style. Uh, you know, yeah, real, real luxurious. Oh, but back to your question. Now, now that I'm back, I, I, I turned away from your hand. Oh, okay. Now I can think again. Shake out the mane. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Sassoon. Uh, well, you know what? With um, and you're absolutely right. We run into clients all the time, especially the women. Mm-hmm. And here's one for example: there are no tall guys in LA. We actually had a young lady that came to us that believed that she wanted to date a tall guy, and there were no tall guys in LA. Now, what? Yeah. Exactly. So now I'm gonna Not break it LA down. To this, now this is what happens with that. You mean this, Long Beach? This becomes their belief. <laughs> yeah. Whatever their belief is when it comes to dating. That's what they're going to see. Sure. That's what you believe. That's what you're going to see. You're not a match to it. So meanwhile, she's sitting there telling us there's no tall guys in L.A. And there's these tall guys all around her. And she's literally just turning away from them and being distracted and looking at her phone and everything else. Now, on one level, you might think, well, she's just not paying attention. But actually, it's much deeper than that. And I'm going to take you quantum, baby. Not quantum. I'm going to take you down to neuroscience. Okay. Yeah. Now, what's going on? Quantum leap. There's a part of our brain called reticular activation system. Mm -hmm. Okay. The the human brain processes 400 billion bits of information per second. I love when he gets excited. We are only consciously aware of 2,000 bits. So uh, that part of our brain is like a filtering system. It filters in the things that are important to us, that matter to us emotionally, subconsciously. Sure. It filters out the things that don't matter. It's like you get a new car. And all of a sudden, you're driving this new car, red car, whatever color it is, and then you, like, wait a minute, that, there's another car that looks like mine. Another one, like mine. Another one. And everywhere you go, you see a car that looks like, it looks like yours. Sure. But these cars all of a sudden just magically appear? Nope. No, they were always there, but they weren't on your fil- on your list of things to filter in. Sure. So your reticular activation system was blocking them out. But then once you got that car, you had that emotional connection. Now, 24 hours a day, your reticular activation system filters in those things that are important to you. So you're going over, you're, it's going, look at this car over here. You just think, it, you think it's you looking at that car. It's your reticular activation system, your subconscious going, look, hey, there's my car. Look, another one. So it finds the things that matter to us, the things you believe. So Then how come I've only seen one Selma Hayek? 
One? I've been looking. I just saw three on the way over here. Because you only believe so, you yeah, can you see one. That. You only believe there's one. That's why. Right. So the girl, so what she was doing was she was filtering out the tall guys. She was literally not seeing those guys. And so women do this, or people in general, they do that with their beliefs. We have sure. another young lady. There are no men that want to get married in L.A. There are no guys that, there are no guys that... They're like are, are seven of them. They're like right. seven, eight of them. They right. hang out at the cantina on <laughs> Sunset. I got business cards. Waiting for their bride. So, so, so that's why what we do... Excuse me, you're a bride? Excuse me, you're a bride? You're a bride? No. Right. Right. So we assess them, and then we find out... We assess them, and then we find out all of their beliefs that, sure. that, that, that are working against them. And then we, we recondition them to, um, to accept or to see new possibilities. Yes. It's a process. It's New Selma Hayek's. Yes, but it's deep brain activation, yes. deep brain engagement. Yeah, absolutely. That's, absolutely. that's the key. So you were actually right with your theory that a person walks by every 10 minutes. There's probably more than that, but your theory is, is pretty good. But well, just not, she's just not seeing them because she doesn't believe they exist. I think it would probably be much easier to date in Arkansas. That's why they get married so young. Yeah, because they don't see the best possible representation. You got like three people to choose from, and you're going like, just go for well, there is, I mean, one, there is two, 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 or three teeth. Pick one, and then just too much knock choice. them up. Yeah, so, it's overwhelming so, to I the brain. Ask, I want to ask you guys a question about dating because no men shit. always want to hear. I mean, women always want to hear what men think. So mm. I want to ask you guys. You guys are early thirties. Is that your age demographic? Yeah. Sure. Okay, so we'll go with that. Late twenties, early thirties. Okay. That's cool. So do you guys? You'll do- sell me out like that, son. <laughs> I got warrants. You want to be you want to be your right. early thirties. In his early thirties, I am sixty two. So here's my Damn question: you. Do you all uh, date online or do you meet people out and about? What's your preference? Uh, Mitch, you can take this one first. I like them coming to me. So I mean, if I'm That's out and about, wait, hold on, you I'm, sounded like a real like lockup like, answer right there. I like I like, I like it when they come to me. You know when I when I open it when I open the basement door I'd like them to hear the bell that says it's feeding time and you know I'll find them online NBC documentary I find them online a lot of times but you know yeah when I'm out and about uh, you know this about me I'm not a uh, go up to strangers and talk to them kind of person hmm. I wonder a, what kind of shampoo he uses <laughs> oh I'm thinking a lot oh, and back. we're back this is a uh, this is a fine tea tree oil from American Crew said that out loud. Yes. Okay, this is six dollars from Ralph. (laughs) So you don't want the fifth. It is called Ralph Shampoo. Uh, (laughs) All in one (laughs) and conditional. You can find it by the shampoos that are too expensive for me. And other such uh, bath time. That, thank you for answering, Mitch. That's interesting to me. So, because you're uncomfortable approaching women in person, you choose online dating. Well, now it's not so much a discomfort as it is my 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 greater snake theory. You see, okay. um, this is going to be a really elongated. Is this sexual? Way is this going to get? No, 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 not necessarily. Well, it's a whatever. Snake story. I, mean. I guess everything I say is some. There's like a there's you guys like made a, sexual a bunch of words sexual earlier that didn't have any sexual connotations. So we already kind of how we roll. We've been, uh, um, uh, you thought I was a perv. Um, you have no idea. Well, like when I feed Shaitan my snake, uh, I don't, I don't bring her a mouse or a rat and throw it in her cage, right? Because mm-hmm. obviously she's going to bite my hand. If, you know, she's going to see the cage open and she's going to go, "Hey, feeding time." I'm just going to snap anything that comes into my cage right now. That's bad news. I don't do that. What I do is I, I take a rat 
and I put it in the tub, and then I take oh. Shaitan, and I put her in the tub. And now Shaitan doesn't just get in the tub, see a rat, and start running at it. No, she just chills back. They call him a ball python because they ball up. And she balls up, and every single time, a rat's like, hey, a new friend. And the rat comes up and will kiss her on the mouth, and that's when their neck breaks. Okay, so you just go throw the snake in your bathtub, right? <laughs> right. And that's like, you ain't got no protection. <laughs> And I'm trying to. I'm trying, I got a solid oak I'm door. I'm trying to say, logistically speaking, right? You just got a bathtub with a snake in it. So what is? He's only stopping, six feet. Nah, son. What is stopping the snake from getting out That's the bathtub yeah. and murder from then commencing? That's a long way, son. You ain't answering the question, B. <laughs> what stops her? Yeah, you got some. You got what? What kind of fucking analytics? She's you not got hungry for me. She's hungry you for the rat. Talk. You gonna get? You gonna get? Oh, son. <laughs> How long does this never. take? Does it take a long uh, time? Uh, Do you leave her in there overnight? And they no, do their thing, no, or no, like... no. The, the right? swallowing does take a good hour, oh. but the so you just got snaking your bats up for an hour. But she's busy. But uh, but I close the door, give her some privacy, you know. Um, oh, oh, I play this fun. It's like turn off the lights. <laughs> so it's this fun view. Anyway, I wonder if it sells some blue. <laughs> I already told you it's American Crew tea tree oil. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's uh, L'Oreal uh, silk conditioner. Um, You're crazy. So- and then I I use uh, some after product to give it a Wait, glossy now, hold on a sheen. After product. How are you going to have three more fucking ingredients for your hair every time you go mention something, dude? You're like the worst info. You like a Price is Right fucking showcase or something right now. After product. I right? think he made that up. Yo. After product. Son. That's what they're calling it these days. You would like a you. My hair, like, it, when I get the conditioner, it gets too, like, it's too, like, it starts to curl and it's shit. It's like you it and a fucking... I'm looking for, like, a kind of a greasy look, so I use a variety of products you to give to it a... You need to go get on that 80s... And then he finishes up with the after product. Yeah, right? <laughs> that jerry curl. You, like, like, you and a jerry curl. I forgot there was called okay, after fee, product. when I go to bed, I put my shower cap on, right? <laughs> and, black cap. Uh, uh, fee, when I go to the water park, I be wearing the same shower cap, because I like the thigh, but I ain't gonna fuck my do up. Now, I mean... You go ahead and tie that back behind the... Uh, I used to... Thank anyway, favorite thing. So that would be Maybe the, it won't distract Anthony anymore since you oh, pulled your hair back. He's hoping. I don't know. Um, it's going to escape. I could put a fucking hat on if okay, I need to. Okay, you think you're going to restrict me, um, but uh, all that Vidal Fethoon is going to make me a <laughs> flick, and I'm going to slide past your headphone. Now, see, what I was going to say is it's, I have... It's going to get real. <laughs> nice. When she uh. when she sheds and there's not like enough moisture or whatever have you, uh, sometimes an eye cap will stay on. So it's been times where she can't see so well and she's kind of on blind faith or whatever. And I've seen her just jump and just try to attack anything that's you're talking about your her. snake, right? Yeah, yeah. You're talking about your snake. Yeah. Okay. Talking about the snake. Not and so snake. she'll just kind the of snake. Okay. she'll kind of <laughs> about the snake in your bathtub. Okay, but, but that's what I'm this, talking about. Well, how does all this help get you laid, my man? Figure out. <laughs> Hold on, I'm getting to that. So I would have been a lot quicker. Have we not? Uh, all right. Worked on so hair. if she's if she's partially blind, and she's just kind of attacking. She'll smack her head against the side of the tub. But she'll never get the rat. It only works if the rat comes to her. And I think that's a good plan. I'm gonna stick with that. Oh, in conclusion, okay. so Mitch gonna, is a snake in, in a bathtub. bathtub. Yeah, yeah. Wait in a bathtub. Just come to you. And then I snap the neck. Then you yeah. gonna throw, yeah. 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 throw a rat on her ass. Huh? Yeah. Fucking and real then I snap logic. The neck. Yeah. That's come exactly on. how that goes. Foolproof. Yes. Exactly. That's way back in the bathtub. Men, there you have it. Just wait in your bathtub. Except one thing, Mitch has the snake. You know how it is. Like the hair dangles it. There's a certain like you know if they if they if they come to me and they're they're talking to me, then there's that certain like. 
you know, that trepidation thing where they're, they're like, well, fine, I'll talk to this guy. You know what I mean? He's not going to talk to me kind of thing. So, yeah. Uh, that's, that's Here always comes exciting. Mitch. Run, bitches, run. Here comes Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> With the yeah, right? I would like it like one rat, like, escape. Like, in, like every serial killer movie, like, the one, like, one girl gets away. And then, like, like the next rat's coming. She just, like, hides out. She's like, no, it's a trap. <laughs> Don't kiss him. He's going to eat your fucking face. going to break your neck. Get out of here, bitch. It's a fucking bathtub massacre waiting to happen. It's an ambush. You can tell because he's slamming his head against the right, side of the yeah, bathtub. Right. Don't be fooled by them slimy headlocks. Say no fucking Tom and Jerry, bitch. Get out of here. It's like the Romans and the Christians. It's a battle arena. There's an audience. Run for your life. Don't get stuck in his after product. Watch out for the soul glow. Watch out. Soul glow in you. <laughs> Just let yourself. Oh. Oh, it's snake. Oh, wow. So let it all so 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 let me ask you this, what's the cat doing while all this um stuff is going on? Very cat curious. Rat. He's always yeah, like, what's, right? what's going on in there? Rat and snake yeah, well, you know him. He's a dumb cat. Like, he's not very intelligent when it comes to like self-preservation. So he's like, what are you doing in there? Can I kiss him too? Yeah, I would like he to fucking would. To share me. this with people who know Mitch very well, one of my greatest fears has always been the fact that at some point, given all these things we've talked about, with Mitch and uh, and his living residence and the snakes and the rats and the uh, uh, it's not like I have rats. Hush, Mitch. My greatest fear is coming <laughs> over to food. visit Mitch for like an episode of the podcast one day or like to like edit some stuff or whatever. And like I just walk into a real life CSI episode. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where it's like a fucking like him like passed out like a body is there like some random girl is passed out as a snake in the bathtub like eating a rat. And like her phone is just ringing, and like her, she told her friend that was the residence, and the cops get there, and it's just like me hanging out in the living room. They're like, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, "I don't know, man. I swear to God, this is a podcast, baby. Please believe me. I'm on your team." Apparently, he snuck in and hung up pictures of himself everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, so one where great. he dressed up like James Brown, hey. put it in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> I recognize you. You've been performing since the '70s. No, it's not me. His uh, hand looks more like that than that's mine. Hilarious. That's what you'd look like if you're going, No, <laughs> that's, that's me. What you can't tell in the James Brown photo is his hands are handcuffed. Yeah, and he's yeah. being let out of the way. He'd be like, It was Mooney. Nice outfit. Mm, I like it a lot. Good times. That's good times. Hilarious. the wall, baby. Yeah, indeed. Um, so you are. Yeah, so your love, turn. So love is grand. Uh, yeah, like we were saying. Love is yeah, a beautiful thing. Yeah, man. it's it is. like. It's a wonderful thing. Rats and yeah, snakes. Yeah, rats and snakes. <laughs> yeah, it's like rats and snakes. That's yeah. what I'm getting at. Yeah. yeah snake kisses. And, yeah. 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 I don't like to. Good. I don't want to impose myself on people. You know. Yes. I'm not going to go up and go like, "Hey, have I got a curse for you?" Well, well, Me. Would you? Yeah. Mind? So I prefer like if they're going to make the mistake, they have to start. They have to make the first step. Would you mind if I, if I don't use your snake technique? <laughs> <laughs> or we never bring it up again? Would you mind? <laughs> I mean, I'll be a little offended, but you got look. You've got a method that works for you, <laughs> and uh, you stick with your rhythm. You know, I don't want to, I'm not here to get in the way of that. Way to be a pal, Mitch. Uh, <laughs> we boys, Mitch. That's what we 
I'm your cracker. I get it. I, you know what? I got. I just gotta say, Mitch has never had a problem getting girls. I've known Mitch for a long time. He's never had a problem getting girls. That's I didn't true. know about true. this snake and rat routine that he does. Red but he's always been able to pull chicks, and I think it's because he's funny. And you know, funny, helps. funny, funny helps. helps, and girls like to laugh, and so he gets away with that. I would go back to the comedy, Mitch. To pull them versus the snake. And in conclusion, routine. abandon ye snake <laughs> and adopt ye comedy. <laughs> That's our advice. <laughs> See, the difference is I don't snap necks or tell jokes. <laughs> That's so right. The rat comes up and it's like, can we be friends? I'm like, hey, <laughs> how many strippers it take to, you know, whatever. And then you move along. You still dating strippers? I was just, okay. no, no, I was telling a joke. <laughs> wait, phase, I love, so. wait, hold on a second. She snapped around so quick. I was prison shake style. So she just walked by in the lunchroom. Just pow, pow, just drop this. I'm like, you still take strippers? Oh, I'm gonna take a drink. I'm Hold gonna take on. a drink. Let's be fair. Take a drink. When so, the, aired it out, son. When drop the, a fucking siren on I it. Told, I talked about this on the show. When, when man I, down! Man <laughs> down! Man down! That was Pimp so, down! That Pimp was, down! That was so cold, son. Get oh. on up. No, no. Hold on. I do, 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 What's do, funny do, about do, that, do. what's funny about that is because it's true, oh, but exactly. it's... <laughs> I'm not making... I'm not, I know. It's so cold. <laughs> but it's, when I met the two of you, I was dating a girl who was not a stripper when I met her. I've talked about this on the show. She yeah. became a stripper mm-hmm. while I was dating her. The prophecy. Yeah. It fulfills itself. I'm fucking telling you. And that's when I met the two of you. Yes. So, uh, so yes, that was the last stripper I ever dated. Really? Yeah. Uh, huh. Very cool. Very cool. I mean, depending on how you define dating. Okay, see? <laughs> wow, son. You're going to get a little case of Romnesia right now. So. Romnesia. Not the Romnesia. Oh, good God. Not at all. Oh, not at all. Not no, I've, all. I've held this position for some time. <laughs> I'm sure your stripper acquaintances would back you up on that test. Oh, yeah, I've got plenty of stripper hey. acquaintances. Strippers need love, too. Hey, I'm not hey, saying hey. nothing. I'm just saying. I just, look, I I don't know. I'm tricky with the word date because everybody's got a different definition. What do you guys call date? Very well, very good point. Yeah, to bring it I want to know your I want to know your definition of dating. Please Good help. volley, Mitch. That's what I I have had trouble defining well, well, that. Well, oh, okay. the reason why we say we're If you go on a if you go on a few dates, quote unquote, however that's defined, like movie dinner right. fucking but, but, in the back of a truck, whatever it is. Okay, is that is that like every time you you hang out, you're on a date, and then if you do that more than three or four times, you're dating, or how does that work? You know what? One thing that we've done is that, especially with our female clients, mm-hmm. they come to us and basically they hate dating. Mm. I hate dating. I hate dating, but I want to find that that guy. I want to find my future husband, my soulmate. I hate but working, I hate but I want to be a millionaire. Yes. Yeah. I got it. Yes. Um, I hate pissing on myself, but I'm too tired to get up to go to the bathroom. Sure. See what I'm saying? You got to kind of work it out. Preach on, brother. Been there. Been there. Assessment. (laughs) No, you know what? Things don't fit. No. That's a great SAT question. One of these things, not like the other. It's that damn hand, bitch. That is how we need to teach the kids. Listen, do you want to just piss on yourself all the time? Huh? Are you going to get up and go to the restroom? Stop fucking dating all these losers, right? Stop dabbling in all these losers and pissing in your hands. So, we're back. <laughs> Are we, though? So, the way it works is what what, they, what we tell them to do. Wait, because if you hate dating, you're never going to be good at dating. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're going to always go into resistance and something. Sure. You always find something to complain about to always have a horrible date. Sure. But so, what we do with our clients is that we tell them to stop dating. Stop dating. 
Now, that doesn't mean stop going out and meeting people. Here's the difference. When we say dating, dating comes with a whole bunch of BS, a whole bunch of rituals and pro- pro- protocols. And he's supposed to act like this. Sure. You're supposed to act like this. And he's So it's a game. And so nobody's being themselves. And so nobody's really having a good yeah, time. So pay. the key is to get rid of the whole dating concept and just meet people. Mm. Just go out and, and create friendships. Might be friendships with benefits or whatever, but just friendships. Mm. Just So when you go into it going, I'm just meeting somebody like a friend. And if something happens, something happens. But I'm going to be me, 110%, regardless if they like it or not. I'm going to stay true to my brand. And that's a big thing. you got to stay true to your brand. Yeah. Sure. You don't waver. Sure. Whatever you are, be a beacon for your brand. Mm-hmm. Coca-Cola stands there and goes, we're Coke. We're Coke. And people come I'm up and go, hey, can I have some Dr. Pepper? <laughs> and you go, get the hell out of here. I have no Dr. Pepper for you. I'm Coke. And they go, I'm not going to change. I'm Coke. Can you be 7-Up? No, I'm not going to be 7-Up. I'm Dr. Pepper. Those are my subsidiaries. Go over there. I was going to say, like, part of the Coke brand. I, 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 I own it. I'll probably go to Mountain Dew next time. But all right, go ahead. Because eventually somebody's going to come along and go, I'm looking for your brand. Yeah. yeah. And so... Stay true so you're saying your the rat will find the snake eventually. See, this is all working out. No, no, I got if that, if that's your brand, that's you, your brand, will, you will attract women that want to right. pursue but, you. But, but what happens aggressive. when we play that whole dating game, sure. it's like, I'm going to be who you want me to be. I'm going to keep changing and being something different. And you're doing sure, that too because I want to sure. impress you and I want to look good. And, and so get away from that whole dating concept. Throw it out and just meet We call people. them get-togethers. Get-togethers, make just friendships. Get I knew there was going to be a new term coming. I was like, yeah. what's the new one? What do you guys you right, just get, when you fine. When you just get together with someone, there's no sure. pressure. You can just get to know yeah. them. You can become friends with them because the best relationships are people that you become friends with without an agenda, without trying to make something happen, without really working on an outcome because sure. that puts pressure on both people. Sure. And, you know, Anthony and I were friends when we first met. We were hanging out. We were having a great time, and we fell in love with we each other. We did not want to date. Yeah. I'm going to be me, I'm going to do me, and I mm-hmm. want you to be you, you be you, and let's take it from there. If it works out, great. If nothing happens, we just have a little fun time with us, great. But yep. let's play it by ear. So we stay yeah. true to our brand, and here we are. Yes. 20 plus I, can, years I can see women getting frustrated because, again, it's like, you know, do the online thing. And a, a, I talk to a lot of people, and I'll go on just dates, just kind of like we'll go out for drinks, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have a lot of these conversations where they'll they'll just open up about their experiences on OkCupid, which is mm-hmm. fascinating stories. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel bad because it's like their bad date stories are just, they run the gamut. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like then we went back to his parents' house and, you know, like we had to walk past his mom and his dad watching TV in the living room to his, you know, bedroom mm-hmm. and, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh... I'll just use condoms strung on the wall and whatever have you. Um, well, that is terrible. Yeah, yeah. What the That's what I'm saying. Who does this kind of shit? Like somebody who'd have a snake in their back. That is a murder. Yeah. No, no. Scary. Uh, but it's, it's, I've, I've only really <laughs> been on like one bad date and I was the bad date. Like it was, it was shortly after, uh, the last girlfriend and, uh, it was when I got into an argument with Nad and, Mm-hmm. Hit my old uh, eyebrow piercing, and so I had the scarring, and I had the the stitches still in, and uh, and I, I met up with her, and I said, "Listen, I got this scar, so it's a little funky right now, and whatever." And she was like, "No, no, I like scars, my like, kind of girl." Okay. So we we met up, and we were just hanging out and chilling, and then Nad showed up, um, and Nad. It, he literally walked up to the two of us. He he looked at her and he goes, "Hey, how do you like my handiwork?" And that was like one of those like mm-hmm. like why the f-? you know because he had yeah. apologized profusely for like a week, uh-huh. and then to just sort of like it was it drove me nuts. I was like, dude, 
the fuck are you doing? And we got into a bit of a, an argument. Mm-hmm. And then he walked away and I was like, I'm sorry. That was the, she goes, you know, clearly you're not over whatever that was and just walked away. And I was like, okay, well, then. so I was the bad date. Hmm. That's not that bad of a date. You got enough. I know. I, mean, I know. It's kind of manly. But it was like, no, it was like, no, because it was like, she didn't know that the, I the, the argument that. came from, that I was really drunk that night after getting in a fight with the ex, mm-hmm. uh, and then she went out to be with her new boyfriend, and I was like, I'm just going to drink some more. And then I broke a bottle, and I was trying to clean it, and that's how Nat and I started fighting. Yeah. So he referenced that during our thing, and so she was like, clearly you're not over her. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's not even the case. I'm pissed at him for rubbing it in just now. Mm-hmm. You know? Anyway. I wonder what kind of conditioner he uses. <laughs> I already told you. <laughs> It's a L'Oreal Silk Smooth Conditioner. The, um, they were this tribe in the rainforest like yeah. 50,000 years ago. Um, they've been on this real... I do not use products. Mostly fruits and berries and things. I've been growing this since birth. So, like, if you take the sap and you mix it with this tree frog... Bring on the rose petals. Yeah, yeah. Um, nice. Right, so, but yeah. anyway, my point Feel, is... It feels like concrete. The amount of times that I've seen uh, women on OkCupid just... Uh, just disable their account, come back six months later, turn it back on for a few months, disable mm-hmm. it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, it's it's this weird, frustrating, and then you see it's you can see what's going on in their life by what they put in their about me. Yeah. It's usually a lot of disclaimers, and you'll see like stop sending me dick pics. <laughs> you know things like that. Like, that's so funny, and impressive. That we yeah, and you're sitting there going like that's got to be rough. Like every girl who goes on there that even mentions so something that can be taken sexually yeah. is going to get dick pics, and you're like, I don't even understand why that is. I feel bad for him. I like, feel bad. I don't get the appeal from the male perspective as being like, I'm just going to send out my have dick. We talked about this. We have, bro. And it's like, this. I'm just saying, it's this. No, I get it. It's no, basic. Mitch, I get it. No, because right, I'll it. say it. I get it, right. but it's I. I it makes no sense. Do you understand? Do you know how you get something, but you're like, it <laughs> it's so fucking. It's like the most moronic thing. Like I fundamentally understand everything about it. The it idea is, is I is like so... looking at naked bitches, yeah, but so surely so... they like looking at my dick, <laughs> which is wrong. <laughs> right. And so the problem is like they just see? never you took the time to realize that. You hear that yeah. wrong part? So yeah. like, it's at wrong. some point, yeah. what I'm saying is like there's gonna be a corrective in the curve, but it never comes, son. Like it's wait, just wait. an unending a, stream a... of dick pics and like more women being like, "Stop!" And dudes is like, "What? Keep them coming!" And I'm just wondering <laughs> when the correction happens in the great historical Ooh. arc of the universe. Here's, son. here's the problem. Here's the problem. Because otherwise, women are gonna drown in a tsunami of unrequited dick pics, <laughs> son. It needs to end. The stampede is coming. It's like a fucking uh, I will tell you why this is an uphill battle. Let me tell you why no, this is... it's not uphill battle. Hold on. I'm explaining why this is... The reason this is an uphill nothing. battle is... And I, I think Melody will uh, agree with me on this. Mm-mm. The uphill battle is that uh, as a guy, uh, naked chicks, awesome toss. Like, all right, I'm good. I don't need to know her name. I don't need to know what she does for a living. I don't give a fuck about any of that. Naked chick, awesome. It's on. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for females... If they're attracted to a dude emotionally, they fucking love looking at his dick. They're like, hell yes. Right. Awesome. I'm way in. I want to be all about that dick. They're, they're into it. Good times. And if they're like apart for a week, he could snap a quick Skype shot of the balls. And she's like, mm, want to lick them. So in this guy's life, it has happened that he sent a dick pic Sweet to a girl who was into him. Yes. And she was like, mm, yeah, send more of those. And in his head, because he's not paying attention, he thinks, 
bitches like dick pics. Okay. I'm going to be the guy who Listen, sends dick pics. Am I, I on this? Can I? Can Hold I, on. I want, I want them to weigh in. You can, you can Anthony, Melanie, what do you say? I personally don't like dick pics. That's fair. I'm just going to have to say it. That's fair. I, I think my husband has a lovely penis. Right. I don't need to see pictures of I'm it. I'm not saying you do. I have mental pictures of I it. I get it. <laughs> But but then there's a that there's a certain you're you're welcome. Welcome. <laughs> um, maybe you can start sending me dick pics, honey. Which made me see the light. No. I want to give you the real thing. Okay. No, no Much pics. better. No, please. Uh, I probably shouldn't have made it specifically about dick pics. I just meant seeing his dick. Get you get you get like ah, you know, it's it's yes. a turn on, yes? Yes. That's what women, I mean. Women actually do get Turned on by men's male parts that yes, they're into. But, that they're into. Yeah. but it's weird because if they're not into the guy, it's like disgusting. Which, as a dude, it's really hard for me to grasp yeah. that concept. But I just know it happens. Well, yes. well, you know what? If it's a double standard across the board. If you're a guy that's good looking, it's a whole different game than if you're not an attractive that's guy. That's true. So, for example, yeah, that's true. Deal you know, complain. Yeah. You know, I hate it when guys come up to me and try to hit on me and be like, "Hey, babe, what's your name? What's your name?" They get pissed me off. But if he's good looking. Ooh, girl, yeah, <laughs> guys are on yeah. me. I'm looking good, and it's not. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a little double standard if you're a good looking guy. You get, you can't get away. Step with one, more. be attractive. And if you're step attra- two, if don't you're be unattractive. Yeah. And you're a guy that knows how to handle your business, knows how to put it down in the bedroom. Those two combinations, you'll get away with a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, okay. And all the rules go out the window. You know, all of the all the little he has to call me within three days of the first date or meeting me and ask me out on a date. Right. He has to have asked me Is on that what I've been doing three, wrong? three consecutive yes. dates. But they all have a different number in their head of what a guy is supposed to do to show them that he likes them. But what yeah. Anthony said is true. All of those rules go right out the window if they think he's hot. Right. It does he can do whatever he wants if they think he's hot. But it's the truth. It's a double it's, it's, it's a double and, and reason. Did you guys know that? Is that news to you? No, no. I just... (laughs) When the board said out loud... (laughs) (laughs) Paul was supposed to be a secret, man. No, no. It's just... uh, It's supposed to be a secret? What's a secret? Yeah. No, it's not. What's a secret? I missed something. If the guy's good looking to her... To her... It's not that it's it's just... Now you can get away. Mitch with- and I have very differing perspectives on this entire so this entire circus. So we, uh, when it comes to like dating and such, dating right. and sex things, right. uh, uh, Teddy's on the couch. I'm in the chair across the room. I don't even know if I'm in the couch. I, I don't know wait, if that's this, the this best. Teddy lives where we're in a swingers club right now. So what happens on the couch, Teddy? No, I'm sorry. I was probably the wrong place. Mitch, you go ahead. We are on opposite sides of the wall. Okay, how so? Is this like a glory hole reference? No, I'm sorry. It's like tennis, let's say. And there's a net. You are killing our momentum right now. So there's balls involved, is what you're saying. Just checking it. I knew. I was just thinking that that was going to be his next thing. Uh, Hold on a minute. What's uh, that hole in? I can't see. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you got a better analogy? Uh, we're 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 polar opposites, sort of. Okay, on that, I mean, that makes sense. When it comes to like wow, dating, I sex. can't believe let's, let's, that let's, was let's, your third let's, take. Let's, right? let's do this. Let's do this. Let's make this happen. Oh shit! What's going on here? Oh, he's gonna he's gonna tell you he's protecting his life. So no, that's we'll not what I'm gonna say at all. <laughs> I, that's not what I'm saying. I guess this protect is protect my this life. Is, this is my thing. Where I, I, a lot of the things uh, that appeal to Mitch uh, about uh, coitus. Uh, Utterly disgust, Teddy. No, they just dis- they don't disgust <laughs> me. Totally but I, it's the difference between uh, Mitch will knowingly make an irrational decision in pursuit 
of said coitus. Sure. Okay. Whereas I, <laughs> I, I am, that to I, I am, I am, I, I am steadfastly flabbergasted as I look around me in a land of people just, just drowning in idiocy in pursuit of a very superficial yet ultimately emotionally deteriorating experience. That's the difference between Mitch and I. So I'm not Ooh, like, but that's where I'll disagree with you because I don't. It's not emotionally damaging. I'm not talking about you, motherfucker. I'm talking about the rest of these motherfuckers. Well, I don't feel like you're qualified to speak on their behalf. I am. I see these motherfuckers on Twitter, son. These motherfuckers is worthless, son. They. Are just throw it away. As Dave Chappelle once said, son, the market has just been flooded with pussy and dick pics, son. It's just been <laughs> Once flooded. again, not that, but all right, I get it, I guess. You understand what sort I'm saying, of? son? So you're bothered by people having freedom to have sex? It's all not, I'm not bothered by people having freedom to have sex is what I want to. What I'm saying is to watch people make uh, knowingly illogical decisions that will have long-term life decision ramifications for them that they will then never fully accept mm. and then go around perpetuating a cycle of blame and then bringing children into it. Mm-hmm. And then to watch that dysfunction be perpetuated culturally is utterly just, it's maddening, do you understand? Mm-hmm. And the fact that it's so casual mm-hmm. and it's so casually baked into every aspect of the culture, that is where Mitch and I differ in that sense that to watch people pursue it and just to watch people talk about it, I'm like, do you know that you know exactly where you're going to be in five years and it's going to be fucking terrible and you're going to look to me as a friend to feel bad for you and I'm not going to feel no, if it was National Sympathy Day, you got no sympathy, son, because I done had like 18,000 conversations with your ass and you ain't never changed nothing, you ain't never been nothing, you ain't never going to do nothing. So why should I continue to invest in your failure when you don't even invest in your success. Difficult Brown, words to live by. Hey, um, I'm depressed. <laughs> I'm fucking depressed. I'm, that's, that's, I'm ready to go. Be, uh, Come on, baby. And we're out. Yep. This is not fun anymore. <laughs> Teddy has a magic sprinkling of depressed glitter that he sort of sprays Depre- about. Depression dust. Yeah. We're going to write Teddy's magic depression oh. dust. <laughs> there you go. Teddy brand depression dust. <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's great. Good to know that. It's all right. There. I, I was thinking it was going to be Obama. <laughs> yeah. I know. You don't talk about this on dates, do you? No. Oh, okay, good. He doesn't go on dates. I have a girlfriend, though, oh, so okay. I am. Uh, okay, well, um, let me give you a perspective on that. And I, I get what he's saying. Okay? I understand. And I understand. I don't agree. But I understand. Now, I look at it like this. Life is one big buffet. Okay. Imagine every experience that you want is in this buffet. Mm-hmm. Now, good, bad, great ass, bad ass, uh, half ass, everything you could imagine is in this buffet. Sounds like a cash money out. Hey, okay. where are the white women at? That's in the buffet too, my friend. So <laughs> Where's now, the beef? That, right. That's in the buffet too, my friend. Okay. Stop it, Mitch. Just stop it. Just stop it. Right now. Okay. Sorry. We've so known now, a long time here's this mass, this buffet with every experience, everything That's you fair. can want in it. Now, you're in line, and somebody's in front of you. You're in. Now, somebody picks something off the buffet that you don't like, or something's in the buffet that you don't like, mm-hmm. and you sit there and go, okay, I like this, I like that, put that on my plate. What's this? I don't like this. Get this out the buffet. This is wrong. I don't like this. Get this out the buffet. Call the manager. I'm pissed off. This is wrong. Who else agrees with me? And you get a, gr- a group of people that get behind you. Go. We agree too. This isn't me to be in the buffet. This is wrong. Take this out the buffet. We're pissed off. Now here's the key. Don't take it out the buffet. Cause that motherfucker behind you, he's going. Hey, excuse me. I want that. Please don't take that out. Just like you don't want somebody taking your shit out the buffet that you like. 
Because that's what you like. The keys, if you don't like something in the buffet, just keep moving, my friend. Put on a plate what you do like. Let those who want something else in the buffet have something different. If you don't like what's in the buffet, take your ass to Burger King. Okay? You can do whatever you want to do, but move it on. Let everybody else have what they want. You can have what you want in the buffet. So that's all. I just want to throw my two cents in there. But I get, I get what you're saying. I, no, I mean, that's fair. That I know. Point. I mean, I get, I get that point as well. And I mean, I'm not trying to discourage anyone, but I guess what I'm saying is the mentality that people go into the buffet with <laughs> is not a f- constructive one. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. It's less of like, I'm going to look around and see what options are before me and say, well, that's good. I enjoyed sampling that. I'm not going to do that again. So much as it's like people go into the buffet and they're like, what was that jump off that gave me food poisoning last week? I'm going to eat all of that again. again yes. Right. But you and know I feel what? like that's the difference. And, and then, and then they, they go back to the same buffet with the same poison food. And they just but gorge, they son. But they can't, they, they can't, can't help it. They wait, can't help it. If I may, another analogy to the buffet point. I think Some real probably, good buffet riffing right now. You yeah. want to know what riffing is? Riffing is buffet riffing. Let's do this. I think what you're... Go what, put buffet riffing on the board what, right what, now. One of the... One of the <laughs> One of the things you're talking about is the person who goes to the buffet and just uh, eyes bigger than the mouth. I'm have some of this. I'm gonna put all this, and at the eyes end, the they just got. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you I'm go. not a clever you man. You know how your eyes be bigger than your mouth and shit. And you be an anomaly at Ripley's. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> You know how people be having big eyes, little mouths, and they be going to buffets. They they see so much they want to eat, but fuck you in the hair thing. Now you're just jealous. I know what this is. You know what? When we saw that, we first saw your hair. We were like, yo, that looks good. Uh, (laughs) We we both, you know, we Uh, we look good like that, though. You know how you be shoving stuff in your retina because it's like another tongue for you to devour food and shit. Oh, that'd be awesome. I heard that was a Total Recall remake. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Thank wow. That was good. Please proceed. I want to go hear ahead, this Mitch. point. Oh, I was just yeah. thinking that, that I think what you're also talking about is the, is the people that will just go back to the buffet, and it's like they know they're not going to eat half the shit on the plate, but they'll go back and, you know, fill it up, and, and, and they got too much. Mm-hmm. And then they don't eat it all. And uh, and then somebody else doesn't get to have it because now that chicken has to go in the trash. Right. It's been on your plate. See, I guess this is what I'm trying to express. Okay. I feel like there's a bridge missing. Although, Let's... interesting note, okay. I, I watched this recently. This is a fascinating little 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 side bit just from what we're talking about buffets. <laughs> uh, Vegas, Vegas buffets, as it turns out, all the food you know that gets thrown away that you don't eat whenever they're cleaning off the plates gets put into these big, you know, like oil truck kind of things and driven down the street to feed the pigs. That then they cut up and then put back, and it's a perfect it's circle. It's recycling. It's awesome. It's a circle of life. Yeah. Nice. So the bacon you're eating is had eaten the bacon that you ate last time. Hmm. Right. Pretty awesome. So, so, so pretty good food for the pigs, man. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. So I, I want to address these people that are annoying that don't yeah. make changes. They, they can't help it. It's called learning. And right. okay. we have a part of our brain that makes us do the same shit over and over again until we learn our lesson. And some people just take longer to learn. Right. That's a fair, Yeah, it's fair. And I guess right. that's what I'm trying to express is that I feel like there's a bridge missing between where I am stationed mm-hmm. and where you two are stationed. You know what I mean? Like okay, we've got to, we've got right. to rendezvous mm-hmm. our, our respective right. divisions. Tear down 
down because this I wall. Feel like that's that's what like that's what's going on is that there's yeah there's a lesson to be learned, but like and there's people waiting to teach the lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, people who have experienced it and who are very good at putting it in a context that is relevant to people in whatever fashion they need. Right. Thank you. Right. Thank you. And then. But you, you gotta fucking get that horse to water. You know what I'm saying? I can't make him drink, but I gotta get him there first. But, 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 what if that horse is just galloping but, all through the fucking jungle? But, 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 At some point, I might have to kill a horse. You know what I mean? Son, I, I love horses, but you gotta die, son. I ain't gonna be chasing you through this fucking jungle, son. They got fucking spiders, got all the random tribes shooting me with arrows and How shit. How about you just let him go? Let him run. Let him run wild. My canvas was on the horse. My tents. <laughs> My frying pans. I have utensils. Take a dolphin, Daddy. I got utilities, bitch. It's my kids too. I got kids to feed. I got warrants. <laughs> okay. I would love to let that horse go. I would love to get my Apache on. That's my life. Okay. Well, well, see, we don't. With us, when we get people, we 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 will we 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 You're back, baby. When I'm back. Okay, good. Okay, we will run across clients. Oh, you sandbagged him, Mitch. It was gonna build up. We will run across clients every now and then. That gives us problems. And if they do, we let them be. We will. We are like vampires. We will only help you if you invite us in. If you do not invite us in, your ass is on your own. Wow. Do it your way. Nope. Sorry, I didn't mean okay. to cut it early. I have two questions uh, for both of you, Anthony and Melly, right now. Uh, number one. Where did you pick up this vampire pamphlet with the baller ass <laughs> rules? Because that sounds like the best flea market oh, of all time. Oh, no, uh, I got it from my girl, actually. Is that she, she got it from True Blood. Yes. Is that I, a True Blood thing? Love, okay, I'm I not a big True Blood, Blood fan. I was about to say, that is yes. like some real murderous, like, 19th century like, Gilded Age shit. Like, I'm fucking Well, just, actually, it's it's uh, ancient vampire stuff. You know, all yeah. vampire movies, you have to invite vampires in or they can't come into your If house. you go with the real, if you yeah. shake off the old Twilight, yeah, 50 yeah. Shades of Grey. We go way Disco back to ball, yeah, right, right. yeah yes. exactly to the nitty gritty. Okay, and, and we, we feel like that. We're not going to go which, around going, "Hey, right. your relationship's not going and good. Let know, me help and you." And I feel like that's where I feel like that's like it, with all kind of between both of our perspectives here is kind right. of what I'm saying is that you have to invite the evil in. Do you know what right. I mean? It's kind of like to take the buffet example again. Like I ran the buffet right. and I knew some dude just came into my buffet just knocking off fucking trays and shit and like right. peeing in wings and I'm like, right. "Come on, my man, right. well, peeing in wings, right. yeah." Well, well, Right? If it's your buffet, but, but exactly. But right. if I like, if I know that you do that, and I take no precautions, and I just keep letting you in and letting what, you do on, that, that's on you. And I feel like that's the thing that go back to Titan to with the vampires, though. Right. That's where the tradition comes in: is the idea uh, that you have to let evil in. Right. Which is what a lot of traditions right. and societies is in is it's not just that evil is some abstract right. thing, but that you have to allow it and enable it to have the ability right. to influence your right. life. So like, basically, it's like they say: you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him piss in it. Yes. Bottom line. And that's the same thing with our clients. We yes. give you advice. If you take it, that's on you. Our job is not to make you t- take How? advice. Our job is just to provide you with the best guidance and advice that we can. And the example. And, exactly. and we're, we're leading true. by example more than anything. We, we are here. 
here to be that brand, to be what people say that they want so that they can see it and they can believe it and they can move towards it. We're not here to push them and pull them and force them to do what we want them to do. We're here to say, here's an example of what is possibility. Uh, 20 plus years together, madly in love, best friends. And that does exist because our culture right now doesn't believe that exists for the most part. Everybody's searching for something they don't even believe exists in the first place. So that's why they're acting out the way that they're acting out. It's like, it doesn't really exist. The world is ending. There's no more relationships. Let's screw everybody and just keep trying the same shit over and over again. And our approach is, this is something that you can obtain and we know how to get you there. Come with us if you want it. If you don't, do your thing. Do you, boo. Do you. And the funny thing is, people, especially singles, they'll spend years dating sites, spending money at clubs, you name it. They make all this investment into finding this perfect partner. Then they find it. And most of them screw it up within a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can give it to you, but, but what, what you're, you're going to do, do with it? it. Yes. That's the bottom line. So the You are not ready for that, son. <laughs> Put your a... black cap on. Put your black cap on. <laughs> Synchronicity, son. Black Michael Keaton, what up? <laughs> He's thinking of multiplicity. Damn! Damn! <laughs> Don't step to me with Michael Keaton God, movies. Damn. I know me some Michael Keaton. That's why you on that side. You ain't never going to be on your own couch. <laughs> Physically or metaphorically. You've now fucked up Michael Keaton movies twice. And Last time it was test. Mr. Mom. It's a test. Fucking other thing. It's a white man a tripwire. <laughs> you know us white people love our Michael I'm Keaton. Putting, I'm putting Michael Keaton tripwire on the board right Michael now. Michael Keaton son. equals white people tripwire. <laughs> How often people. would you say... I or, bet you watched white noise, didn't you? <laughs> you and like 18 people. <laughs> I wanted white. to. I did Most not. I did not get around Rochester, to it. New York. You watched white noise. Promise uh, on on some sort of uh, white person red box that only uh, you have in the suburbs <laughs> gets a lot of Dick Van Dyke DVD. Listen, I get the Michael Keaton newsletter. All right, <laughs> I knew that was a. <laughs> I knew it. Uh, I learned the new Michael Keaton slang. Uh, uh, he was in a show I was watching recently that I. Hmm. I love the idea. Oh, of white people tripwire is the best thing that we can ever come <laughs> yeah, with poetry right now. That's too. Yeah, that's that great. Um, uh, uh, do you ever, and if so, how often would you say that you break up with a client where you go like, we cannot help you? Has that ever happened? Hmm, I don't say that. Where we somebody ever... will not get out of their own way enough to fucking move on, where you go. I <clears throat> I think that. Only one time a client has just said, I'm not ready for this. Hmm. I'm not, I know I'm not ready, so I'm not going to do what you guys are asking me to do. Talking about me again. Yeah. (laughs) And that person actually came back when they were ready. So we don't break up with people. We just say, this is who we are. Take it or leave it. I mean, this is what we do. Ooh, that's going to be my new That's gonna be my new tactic for the bitches. Yeah, this is what we do. I'm not going to break up with you. I, like, listen, I'm not breaking up with you. This is just who I am. So when you're ready for more, you come on back. You haven't heard that story about Anthony saying that to me when we first met? I do recall that, yes. Yeah. I remember this that. This is who yeah. I am. This is what I'm about. You doing <laughs> when now? Okay, the way it is. <laughs> when this is this? who I am. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. Now, now dig on turkey. this, turkey. Job, <laughs> turkey. And I'm going to get you, sucker. I'm out of here. <laughs> Somewhere Isaac Hayes is just in the back on the base. That's yes. Uh, well, what she's talking about. Wait, why is my... I feel like you, you there's know, no... I lost some bass. Oh, you turned off your mic. That's what happened, I you think. No? You sure? Check it. Check. Check, check. Try it again, baby. Oops. 
Yeah. That's what I was worried about. <laughs> I no, know. I didn't. Hey, uh, listen. Yeah, I did, maybe. Well, where did that bass come from? Now I'm worried how long that's been I'm just, off. Just not having a, used to having big black things in my face like this. It's not very manly. Not very Branding manly. Mount up. Yeah. It's not encouraging nice. me to open my, my mouth and speak. I understand. We were just yeah. joking. It's been a while since we've had right, a chance. So to I, I could take so. Okay, it's true. Right. Well, That's basically, good. what my sweetheart is talking Aww. about, honey. Love you, baby. Love you too. That's how you know the story was real rough back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, actually, here's the deal. What happened was I was single at the time, mm-hmm. and she was single, and I was dating the gripper chicks. Um, I was even a male escort at the time. That's when I was professional male escort too and i was at the point where it was like you know what i'm gonna be real i went through a marriage my first marriage failed i got married young played the traditional game did everything society said how old were you when you got married the first time uh 23 okay it lasted for a whole two years and it after that i realized you know what traditional the traditional way sucked and i was like okay I'm never going to do it like that again. I'm going to figure out my own game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out my own roadmap to romantic success. I got to create it through trial and error and just being true to my brand. And so we went on a date, our first date. and Second date. Second date. And we were sitting See, just like The same way she shivered Mitch earlier, just bam, bam, suddenly just oh, murdered Well, oh, she keeps me on point. She, 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 she's like an I assassin. Thought, yeah. I thought you knew. <laughs> And, and, she, and she broke it off after she shanked me. She shanked just, me and broke it off. You ain't never gonna find nothing. And <laughs> so, why does that man have internal bleeding? I don't know. I don't know. I ain't even know what a kidney is. And so, guys, listen to this, all you guys out there, and, and women too. You could pay attention to this. Oh, don't so worry, they listening. What happened was, we had a conversation mm-hmm. over a nice meal, and I sat her down, and I looked her dead in the eye. And yes, I said, baby, did. you know what? Here's the deal. I'm feeling you. I like you a lot. And I'm hot for you. But I'm going to keep it real. This is who I am. I'm not going to lie to you. I got a lot of chicks I'm seeing. I'm not trying to lock it down right now. I just want to have fun and enjoy my life. If things happen from there, great. If they don't happen, oh well. So you know what? I'm going to run my program, date other people. I don't want you to question about me, about who I'm dating. And likewise, you have the right to do that. I don't want to question you about who you're dating. When we get together, we're going to have a great-ass time, have fun. Let's keep it like that. Let's take it from there. If it grows from there, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So I'm going to do me. I'm going to do you. You do you. If you like that, cool. If you don't, fuck you. Have a good life. No disrespect. But that's how I'm, I'm keeping it real. And so she stopped and looked at me. And real it was kept. <laughs> For then they went on to become the amazing club. But, but wait, there was part two. No, I know. And then she looked at me. Tune in next week. <laughs> so, part two. Part two. <laughs> After Dragnet. So, so she looked at me. Last and, time. And, and the whole point of this was just being real. No lying. You don't have to BS, bullshit chicks. Keep it real. Keep it on. See, if they're going to they're gonna be like, okay, you know, I respect that. And that's what I want, too, in a buffet. So I'm down for that. Or they're going to be like, you know what? That's not what I want in a buffet. Let me move on to something else. Get out of here. And that's All cool. romance can be boiled down to a buffet. That's right. saying. It is one golden corral for the taking of everybody. We'd like that's to right. remind you that this program is being brought to you by Rio's Buffet in Las Vegas Casino. Stop by the buffet. It's wonderful. Now, back to you. Part two. And leave the shit in the buffet you don't like. 
and Vidal Sassoon. Be sure to God check out our it, all the time. dessert platters. Also, well. there's Vidal Sassoon for lovely oh. silky hair that you really feel. All right. But honestly. Wait, wait, wait. So then I turned around <laughs> and I looked at her. Mm-hmm. And then she gave me, she turned, told me what you said at that point. And so I just looked at him and I said, I get it. Uh, this is who I am. This is what I like. This is what I could put up with. This is what I can't put up with. Either take it or leave it. Either you like it or fuck you. No disrespect. This is who I am. But I get it. You and, know, I. And she I, said that to me, and I was like, "Fuck me." What? I like <laughs> that. Lay I out like you. I you lay like out the you. same like yeah. list of terms. Yeah, I had my I had my own terms. Don't lie to me. If yep. you're going to be with somebody else, be honest that you're with somebody else. I don't really care. We're, we're, we're seeing, seeing each other. Yes. You're not my we're husband. I've been we're married. Not boyfriend, girlfriend. I'm not trying to so change you. You both were still. We were in the same place. And real, it was okay. kept in kind. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I wanted to have sex with him. He's hot. I just was like, I just want to get to know you. I want to have sex with you. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying your vibe. Yeah. I like hanging out with mm-hmm. you. And, and we don't have to make anything else happen. But that's where I was at in my life. And, and here's something and that's else what that I, I wanted. I wanted that. A woman that thought like I thought. Yes. And what I recognized and what a lot of women today don't recognize, if a guy has got it like that, he's going to have lots of women after him. I knew he had a lot of women after him because he was all that. I had a lot of guys pursuing me, so why wouldn't he? And who am I to tell him to stop until I'm ready to stop? And so I think we came to the table so extremely honest that we that's where we had to go from there. That's how we started our relationship. So that's how we've grown our relationship. And to this day, we're that honest with each other. We say the real with each other. We don't hold back. There we go. I mean, there's a strong avoidance, I feel like, for a lot of people when it comes to uh, actual issues of substance in a lot of relationships. Don't date robots! Precisely. Because (laughs) you end up fighting over things that have... It's like proxy wars, almost. You know, they have no bearing to any actual emotional things in your life. Mm -hmm. They've got no bearing on the real sort of infrastructural things that your relationship, but you're fighting over things very passionately. Mm-hmm. And it's just you're like going all out, and they, they it comes to represent all the things that you've just filed away. Is like, well, I'm not because I I know for like at least from the male perspective, what I hear from a lot of guys is like you have someone that you like a lot, yeah. and it's the sense of like, well, I really like her, but then I gotta like try and shit, and then I gotta like maintain effort, mm-hmm. and like that is a big thing. So I'm just gonna keep doing my ratchet game. And I'm going to stay away from that regard. And then that, work, do, that, that works usually for a while, right? But I'm saying that then when you eventually find someone that you're willing to be like, okay, like I'm going to try and get in, then that whole it's kind of like you talked about before the the self fulfilling prophecy of like, well, now I got to like try and shit because you've not really worked those muscles out, mm-hmm. you've never stimulated that part of your brain, right. you've never really practiced mm-hmm. that level of self discipline, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden when you find yourself in new unfamiliar terrain, you fall back on old instincts, mm-hmm. and that's when you be fucking up somebody else's buffet. Mm-hmm. That's what right. I'm saying. Right. Exactly. But you know what? But you Don't piss on like... the chicken wings, people. <laughs> no if you go to Mitch's buffet, you can piss on anything you want to as long as you don't piss on the chicken wings. <laughs> well, now, I didn't say that. Well, you basically just said it enough times. <laughs> I was just saying, don't. He's very protective of the The cinnamon wings. rolls is all you can pee on, okay? Damn, oh, yeah, son. yeah. Fuck this the is the 21st century. Cinnabon, pee all over <laughs> Oh, I'm hilarious. sorry. You're bad for you anyway. You're saying. You're saying. Well, what we found is that people fall into that whole way of building relationships, first of all, sucks. Horrible. That whole traditional thing. 
it was not okay everybody's walking around today and they want these amazing happy happy satisfying fulfilling wonderful loving relationships right when you say traditional i'm sure the two of you have a very particular definition right. of what you are referring to that by that and i think it's a really good use of term because Mitch uh, knows why, and on a political spectrum, not to to go into that regard, but when I talk about media structures, right. and instead of using terms like mainstream media, I use traditional media to mm-hmm. sim to symbolize and to rhetorically indicate mm-hmm. that it is a very archaic model, Definitely. and the institution needs to evolve to adapt to current times. Absolutely. So that's why I, I right. like the fact that you're traditional. An, it's but very I, antiquated. Right, exactly. Right. So I, I know that using traditional means some very particular things whenever you get the chance to expound on that. So what is sort of the foundation of your use of traditional in terms of dating, relationships, uh, courting, if you will? I was going to court a bitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> After you done wooing her, <laughs> I, have, I have wooed a lady. Now I'm gonna court a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm on step me. two of my four step. Uh, excuse me, I, I'm here right. to court a bitch. Uh, right. uh, just a bitch courting yeah, session. Uh, yeah, uh, like you know, I was just thinking, like maybe if I could just court a bitch, <laughs> like I'd be cool. Like Odysseus, I know you be trying to shoot that bow and everything, uh, <laughs> but like you can't just be courting no bitch like you did before you disappeared forever. Go on. Woo me. <laughs> You better, you better woo me. You I feel like that's, me. I feel like that's gotta go to the board. Right? So do you need more water? No, I'm good. Thank you. When we talk, when we talk about traditional, oh, we do need another water for Anthony. Okay, I'll moment. get you one. Grazie, grazie. Okay, so I want to just explain the traditional thing. When we say traditional, we mean relationships were originally formed for not for being in love and fulfillment. They were about convenience and um, economics, survival, survival, necessity. And now that women are in the workforce and we can handle our own business and we don't need you wonderful men to pay our bills and protect us and pay for our shit. Shout out to Destiny Show. Yes. We don't need you to pay our bills. Just, pay it's our ironic. telephone bills. Yes, bills, I get bills, it. Bills, bills, bills. Mitch bills, doesn't bills. know. Yes. That's why you're on that side, Mitch. <laughs> you ain't never going to get on your couch. Oh, you know, I'm going to peep you up on game with black music, Mitch. I got you, boo. Don't worry. Thank you. Anyway. If I ever find a newsletter, I will burn it. I will burn it before you ever get a I got two black people here vouching for me. <laughs> It doesn't work like the Italian I'm pretty sure y'all made us three-fifths of human being. You need one more black person. Veto. Right. So I'm going to go back to my tradition, (laughs) and we're back. Please do. Okay. So now that that women can take care of themselves and men can take care of themselves, we don't have the same exchange. So we're not traditionally exchanging the same things. And to us, what's happening in dating is people are still trying to run a traditional model when we're no longer traditional people. Women are not staying at home, cooking and cleaning, and take care of the farm while the man is out working and bringing home income. Her job is not to just raise children and take care of the home. So we have to change um, the agreements between two people in a relationship, let's say, so that they can coexist together and create a life together in these times. And that's what we're about. We're about consciously creating the life that you want. You choose how you want it to be. Don't automatically step into those roles and assume those roles because those have been our roles traditionally. We don't have to play those games. We don't have to live within those roles to be in love and partnership. And it's very difficult to have this type of relationship and have that hierarchy and that tradition in a relationship. So that's what we're about. That's what now, tradition uh, is. They, they've they used a term well many times that actually, oddly enough, I saw you used once, uh, uh, Teddy. Uh, I don't remember what you were discussing necessarily, but uh, luxury. 
mm-hmm. uh, specifically. That's 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 their their kind of oh, finding a partner. Thing. Yeah. yeah, they say they 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 deal in luxury relationships. Yes. I remember you had mentioned that before, and I was like, oh, I got some people you need to meet. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, it, it is. Well, a I, what I, what, well, my, what Mitch is commenting on is uh, uh, something I wrote a while ago, which is I was trying to articulate the idea that uh, especially. Uh, and just, I mean, in the grand arc of kind of based on what you're saying and, and the evolution of the traditional model into something right. very different now in the 21st century, it is a luxury to find a partner who fits you mm-hmm. in a very adaptable manner. Yes. And that's kind of what you're hitting at is that <laughs> it's very much a luxury to feel... Uh, to, to, I mean, it, to most people aren't going to be willing to lay it out on the table as much as you did that early on in, in the conversation you had, especially back in, you know, kind of, you know, you know, we're talking about really well before dating became this hyper niche thing with reality shows on mm-hmm. Bravo and it's, right. you know, what it is now. Um, and so it's the sense to find someone that you can be that forthright with and they're willing to meet you and then be forthright on an even greater level right. uh, to sort of as an acknowledgement. Is a, it, right. is a, it is a luxury, and I feel like that's kind of the mentality people forget about going into it. But this is the thing that we, what I was saying earlier about your brand. You have to know your brand. And what makes this relationship, excuse me, what makes this relationship works, work is that I love this woman to death, but she does not complete me. I complete myself. I, I self-fulfillment. I fulfill myself. I'm not looking at her going, it's your job to make me happy. It's right. your job to make me feel good. Right. No, that's my job mm-hmm. to do me, to be the best me possible, self-fulfilled, chasing my dream, taking care of myself, growing, evolving, always expanding. And her job is to do the same thing. She does not complete me. I complete myself. But then... Once And she does that same thing for herself. She completes herself. Mm-hmm. When you get two complete people together, that's when things are incredible. That's when things are magical. But usually it's not like that. Either both partners are incomplete or one partner is complete working themselves and the other one isn't. And then they're looking at the other one going, it's your job. It's like <coughs> um, like a, on a Dr. Drew show, they asked us this question with a couple. And basically what was happening is that when you come, most people come into a relationship not fulfilled. They have this void, and this void inside of them, and they feel this emptiness. I want to be happy. I'll be happy if I fill that void. And they look for external things to fill that void. That person, if I had that relationship, that car, that house, that job, that would fill that void. So they get that relationship, that, that girl, that relationship. And so she gives them the, that partner will give you the illusion for a while that they're filling that void, and it feels good. And, oh, my God, I'm in love. My void is filled. I feel happy. I'm satisfied. I want to be with you all the time. Right. But eventually that person has to take their attention away from you. So it's like instead of patching the hole in the wall, just hanging a photo up over it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so when that person takes their attention away from you, the void is there again. And then you start freaking out. Something's wrong. It's you. you Fix it. You're acting right. You're changing. You're this and that. And, And this person could never fill my void, no matter how hard she tried. Yeah. So the key is for me to fill my own void and for her to fill her own. That's the key to making it work. So now, if I'm filling my own void, living the best life possible, that's my brand. I know my brand. Mm. This is who I am. Now, when I go on that first date, I'm not going to go in there being, who do you want me to be? Who do you want me to be? No, hell no. Just like the date that we had. This is who I am. <clears throat> Take it or leave it. But I'm not going to hide it and I'm not going to snap. And then that person either take it or leave it. Eventually, I'll find somebody that goes... <gasps> 
that's what I want because I'm like that too. Then we're a match. We'll take it from there. And that's what our mission is. That's what we've been doing all these years with our clients. We've been taking single people, reprogramming their way of thinking, mm-hmm. and they've been going out there getting these amazing relationships. See, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm trying to, to go back to sort of saying the bridge between mm-hmm. our our respective uh, sort of positions here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, is that it's sort of like to, to go back to the buffet, right? Like you should not. It's a really good analogy. The more I think about it, it's sorry, great. Sorry, sorry. I feel like it's again the sense that people aren't doing the work uh, to make themselves uh, self actualized. Shout some out to people, Maslow's hierarchy some, of some needs. People, yeah. some, some people, some people, some aren't, people aren't. Some people aren't. I mean, and again, so that you can't do better till you know better. Right. Who's and I told them this. Right. And I think that's the thing where it's like. You grow up in a in a society where so much of what you learn is a lie or a myth. Right. You are growing up in broken homes, latchkey kids, mm-hmm. you know, and it's that idea that you are not only being birthed into sort of an emotional deficit, but when you try and find out about it, they just sort of push more dirt on you. Right. you know? mm-hmm. So it's that you don't even really get the sort of even or barely unfair platform to dig yourself out of because right. every experience you have is the worst kind of negative reinforcement. And it's the idea that you shouldn't even really be looking around for a buffet so much you should be at home cooking your own meals, doing your own grocery shopping for a while, getting mm-hmm. yourself in shape before you have the luxury of going out to a buffet Listen, Mitch, man, work to bring it all work, together. Okay. It's like, you know, I gotta, I mean, I gotta I'm pull up bar. I'm you doing the couch be, to 5K you, program. It's a lot you, of work. I mean, I'm just saying, before, lay off. I know how to cook. Right? I've been teaching myself. No. I got good knives and shit. No. You know what I'm saying? Not I'm working hard up in here. Before oh, you, you weren't talking about me. Yeah. Oh, go yeah, ahead. Go yeah. ahead. I'm saying, you gotta have a George Foreman machine before you can got even that. get a buffet. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not ready. For, Have you no. used it so much it's not even efficient anymore? You ain't ready for no buffet. Mm-hmm. No, I actually, what I did was I got the cast iron skillet. You know what I'm saying? So it's, but you, you know, know it's, I, I want to okay. go back to something you said earlier that it, uh, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase that it annoys you or whatever, how, whatever uh, feelings you have about your perspective of people doing the same thing over and over. We call that looping. People are looping and looping and looping around the same types of relationships, if not the same relationship, because they don't know how to get off the loop. They don't have examples that there's something better. But as they loop around it, what happens is they start to see, like, I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. And as they realize that they don't want it, it helps them to figure out what they do want. Because nine out of ten clients we meet with, they don't really know what they want. It's very superficial. It's characteristics. They don't know what a relationship looks like. They don't know what it feels like because they have not been privy to it. Very surface level. It's very surface stuff. So we we drill down a lot deeper and, and we teach them what the energy of actual love is about. We teach them how to get along with each other. We teach them how to communicate. We teach every area of that. And there are not a lot of examples of it. There are not a lot of teaching of this. Most relationship experts are very, very traditional. Anthony and I dig into brain science, um, neuroscience. We love quantum physics. We we deal on a very, very deep level with then, people. Then a lot of Much more of an experience. empirical kind of level in, in some sense. Then a lot of real life experiences. Right. Like a hardcore real life. Well, I mean, I think that's the the one thing with dating, especially when you look at some of the things that have been popularized, uh, you know, that are sort of pop culture touchstones. The best example I can kind of think of is Millionaire Matchmaker with what's her name, Patty, Stinger. on Bravo, who is just... Uh, what is that? 
she it's it's uh, it's opposition research, Mitch. Is yeah. what it is. Okay, uh, she is just borderline reckless uh, in terms of the things and the notions that she propagates. About. This, are, are they trying to match millionaires? Yeah, she together? basically yeah, she has looking for women for the most part. Right, She's every it's, it's predominantly just male. buy a bitch. Well, they essentially are, and <laughs> are, they're also yeah. buying some advertising time on Bravo as well too. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a, it's super as one stone. But she also, I mean, the problem is, and this is kind of you know why I was trying to, to hear me, more if about you. Got your... a million, you could just buy a bitch. Uh... <laughs> That's you, Mitch. They're trying to buy love, right? Yes. See. You can't buy a bitch, but you can to, buy love. They're trying to buy fulfillment and contentment. Yeah. All those well, other the Beatles told you can't do that. feelings. They don't listen to the Beatles. They're dirty God. hippies. God. Uh, <laughs> so, but the whole Damn problem is socialist. is that she uh, has been granted, kind of like you're saying, they have no real notions and examples, and the examples they have are damagingly superficial. Mm-hmm. She writes in like Entertainment Weekly, reviewing yeah. other shows and, and right. whatnot, and so. And you know, and, and she appears on Bravo's After Hours special, and she just makes a bunch of really homophobic, like ignorant remarks about things. She's got a very, very kind of shallow way that she thinks about things, and that is where you're getting your your notions about not just right. dating. And I think this is why, when you talk about science, and this is what people really sort of marginalize what dating is. It's not just dating and oh, going out for drinks and stuff. It really is this larger existential human interaction Mm -hmm. and it does really represent a lot of these primal elements that have been glossed over you know by the advancements Mm -hmm. of human society that we like to think that we're so evolved from where we came from Mm -hmm. but really they're just you know just very neon versions of basic things that we watch on discovery channel yes and it's that sense of if you don't connect that to actual brain science then you're working from a disadvantage absolutely and if you really wanted to meet someone who was going to bring you this fulfillment and this contentment and this sense of just happiness and just the sense of like i know that i got all these things going for me and like now that i know that i can share them with you I feel infinitely better. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's you it's it's self-defeating logic to then not do everything that you could to right. make your decision making as crisp and empirical as it could. And I think that's what frustrates me is how do I get people to you? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Cuz I know well, people that you exist. we're on your show tonight. Then, I mean, you know, Riffin. we did come out to yeah. Riffin. Hey, you took, know. It what? took me since the big first episode I've been trying to get. <laughs> and then this is the thing <laughs> about buffet Riffin. This is this is one of those uh like I said two prong uh team here is that uh Melanie reminded me that I cannot rely on Anthony to make a plan. Or follow, I do remember. follow a <laughs> schedule of any kind. <laughs> That's a year and a half of asking him to come on the show. I, I talked to Melanie one time. I was like, you know, we still have not gotten you guys out of here. And she goes, when do you want us out? I was like, I, I don't know. Like, let's, I got the 22nd up. She goes, we're there. I was like... Fucking really? Okay. You didn't tell me. No, no. You gotta know. <laughs> you have got to know, Anthony. You have got to know. But here, your shortcomings. Okay, go. You go, go ahead, on. and then I'll. Uh, I, I want to say what I want to say because I never wanted to seem like I'm emasculating my husband, and, and I'm saying that he cannot make decisions and that he's not an intelligent oh, uh, not, person no. because he's like amazing beyond Thank amazing. You. So go ahead, and then I'm gonna circle back with what I want to say. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Jeez. Now it sounds like it was ripping on the guy. Oh. I thought it was ripping. No, it was ripping. It's <laughs> 
Rip, well, I was ripping. I'm just saying. Ripping, look, ripping, everybody's ripping, got that ripping. thing. Like, like okay. they, where you go, like I'm not. Uh, uh, this, uh, this, uh, this is a great point. This is a great point for this makes for great radio. Okay, good. So this is good. No, actually, we've also been waiting for ten years to do a radio show together. So and and I do want. Okay, I'm gonna. All right, go ahead. Take this moment, sir. Yeah. To apologize to my friend, okay? No, because it's okay. no, no, no. All right, go ahead. Because I, oh, you have been trying to get me on for a long time. We've been talking about it, and I've even committed a couple times to do it. And then always some crazy shit would happen, or something, something, something. And I'd always tell her, "I feel like crap." <laughs> I told him I was going to do it. Now I can't do it. Oh, what can I do? I have no choice now. I just got to be real. I can't do it. I just got to tell you. And you know I am. I'm gonna be real. I'm just be like, hey, I no. can't do it. But I had every intentions of doing it. And I respect you so much, and I love you so dearly as a friend, that it made me feel really bad to not be there for you in that way. And so when she said that, I got so many things going on, that when she said, hey, you want to do a mixed show? I'm available. I'm do it. It was like, oh, crap. Finally, yes. Let's go do it. Good. You want to do it? I'll do it. Let's go do it and get it out the way. So, And, and something about Anthony is that, and it, this goes back to what you're saying, we work so hard to help people. That we are constantly working. This man pretty much works seven days a week, nonstop. So, and to pull him away from his work is very difficult, very, very difficult indeed. And so, I'm the one who keeps. I'm the one who keeps the schedule of everything that we do. And so he doesn't focus on those things. We're partners. He doesn't need to focus on those types of things. So whenever anyone asks him about scheduling, I just tell people, you should know better. That's not his department. True. He is not going to do Way it. Way to go, Mitch. No, yeah, he just, he, that's not his department. Why are you going to make that man apologize? <laughs> but by the same token, he's an amazing creator win. of content. He's amazing at writing and, and working on our projects. That's his department. That's what he does best. So he's always in his flow. So when, when it, when you say that, the reason I, I want to clarify that that is, I really dislike the idea of women um, treating men as if they're some type of buffoons and they they can't make appointments and they can't schedule. And there's a lot of that in our society. So anytime anything, my previous anything that comes <laughs> off like that is, is I'm going to jump on it and I want to clear that up. Definitely. Right, because right. we are partners. We're a team and we have very different um, jobs in our companies. We have several companies and we have very different roles. And I'm the PR person. You'll see me on Facebook. You'll see me on social media. You will never see Anthony there. That's not his deal. Did somebody not just his get role. shanked? <laughs> Ew, is, she is littering the cafeteria really with all kinds of toothbrushes. I meant it as a helpful partner thing, but apparently she just, the ripping let up long enough to get shanked, governor. so I apologize. But, but, but you know. it wasn't about you, Mitch. It's about the women. I get it. I get it. Because I know, I know how the are. female brain works, and it's like, oh, look. See, yeah, tell him. Tell him. She does right. it. She yeah. handles everything for him. He doesn't do it. Well, I feel like this right. is one thing. men. Mitch and I have talked about this before. Listen, I'm not very good at washing my bowls. I'm gonna need. <laughs> I need a woman in my life who knows how to wash a good bowl. Uh, <laughs> that's what I need. Uh, I don't know I'll what this voice is, but I'm gonna start uh, using like it more often. It's like a like real it, like egalitarian it. Elvis. Yeah, it's like uh, an Elvis vibe. Uh, but I, this uh-huh. is I've talked about uh, the uh-huh. idea of a lot of, uh, especially women's magazines like Cosmo and what have you, which are written by women who don't know really anything about relationships. Mm-hmm. Lick is sex. But that's hot never, in the bed. They've never had any kind of meaningful long-term relationship and then you you drill that down from the macro to the yeah. micro level and you've got mm-hmm. these social networks of people who have a bunch of uh, frivolous superficial uh, engagements and relationships then just giving a bunch of terrible advice to people based on their own terrible anecdotes. Mm-hmm.
anecdotal right. experience. There you go. And then it just spirals out of control. And then, and then when you like, and then when a, a female encounters a male who's like, well, like maybe you shouldn't think that. And she's like, whatever. Like I know what my friends are saying. And you're like, all right, well, like, all right, wait. To to that point, I have uh, have an anecdotal story that goes back to the first time. I think it was like the first time that we all hung out and talked and whatever have you. Mm-hmm. When I was at your house, I met up with Anthony at the Starbucks, I believe. Mm-hmm. I went back to your place, and we were going to do a radio show thing. And at the time, mm-hmm. I was insecure in my relationship with uh, Selena. And um, you sat us down, and you said, okay, I'm going to throw questions at the both of you. And uh-huh. we're going to see how you guys compare. Uh-huh. And the first question you asked was, uh, was like, okay, so... I'm with, you know, my boyfriend, blah, blah. I'm thinking about, you know, I've been thinking I want to go to a swinging club or swingers club, whatever have you. Um, but he's not into that. And he's very nervous about it. How would how would I proceed? And and you told me to take the question first. And I came from a position of, like, discomfort in my own relationship. Because at the time I was unemployed. Girlfriend was a stripper. So it's like right. she's doing something I hate right. and making all of the money at mm-hmm. it. And that was, we fought all the time That's about that. That's a tough that. one. Yeah. yeah. And it's also especially, I don't care how like strong you are as a person and secure with yourself. It, it, you can only brush off so many hundreds of dudes a day that tell you that they would worship at your feet for right. all their life if they ever got a chance to go to dinner with you or some shit. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's impossible for you to just ignore that. And you come home and there's me on the couch like, hey, honey, are you going to make dinner or should we go get McDonald's or whatever? You know, you're going you're gonna to be like, this fucking Why can't all we go day. to TGI Fridays, yeah. you stingy motherfucker? All fucking day. Fucking dudes are throwing themselves at me and I come home to dish. Anyway, so... Uh, and so my answer to that question was very saccharine, very, you know, it didn't have any, because uh, it was coming from a place of, like, discomfort, and I was not in a position to be giving any sort of relationship advice, and I was doing that, like, well, you know, maybe you gotta, gotta talk, and, you know, you should understand, and maybe he's not into that. And then Anthony said, no, you should go, because you're probably going to break up anyway, but maybe you'll enjoy it. And I was like, immediately, I was like, all right, I'm letting him handle these. Because, like, I immediately remember thinking to myself, like, I literally couldn't, if my girlfriend was, at the time, if she was in the room for that conversation, I would have the most awkward drive home. Because I was like, I don't even want to have that conversation. Like, I'm already on shaky ground. I'm already not feeling very confident about any part of this relationship. If that even came into the picture, I'd have been like, I'm just going to have to just kill myself because there's no way that's going to, this is not good. So, so to, to your point, it was. It's that's the solid advice. You fucking you should go because you're probably not right for each other. And as things go, when 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 temptations are about, if somebody's got an idea, a fantasy in their head, if things like that, you know, if they bring it up to their partner, their partner's like, that's just going to grow, and then they're going to find a way to to fulfill that need. Uh, with or without you, right? Um, so, how often would you say these days, uh, or or really in your in your time, would you say that you meet with a couple and then uh, after five minutes you're just going, you're gonna have to break up? <laughs> like oh, this is shit. not working. Yeah, well, yeah. Here comes the wrinkle. Well, yeah. do you want me to take that? You want to take it? First off, how often does it happen? And secondly, how do you say it? Uh, actually. It happens, Please cite examples. It, it, it happens regularly. I would imagine so. Right. And we're not going to just from day one just be like, you're fucked. 
Right. We're right. not going to disobey a dog. Right. <laughs> you see this thing? You're running. Yeah, yo, bitch. You're not going to Yeah, yo. Hey, not me. Poor life decisions. <laughs> Water me. <laughs> so we'll work with the couple for a while, and we'll give them little baby steps to take. Okay, just try this. Okay, you screwed that up. Okay, just try this. Ooh, you screwed that up again. Right. Ooh, and after doing that enough times, then we'll have the talk with them. I go, okay, we got to be honest. If you guys continue to do what you're doing, this is the reality that you're probably facing. Very likely. You're probably going to break up. And you're probably going to go your separate ways and this and that. And we'll break it down to them in a way that they can get it. And right. Go. right. So now at that point, it's on them. We can give you the options, what you want to do with it. You got to take it from there. Yeah. But we'll never just come out and be like, you're fucked. So what so when of- we're, we're together, we might be like, they're fucked. But right. we're not going to tell them So that. what kind of time frame? Uh, Every situation is different. Okay. Yeah. But is there is there sort of an average, like within a month of working with a couple, would you say that you, like how quickly do you feel like you we'll can. We'll tell them. Or that we know, like, like between like we, you we, knowing, we know right away. You know, know, yeah. you're gonna walk no, no, in, no, but like what, between like you giving them sort of the net and the sense of like, all right, we're gonna walk you through this to see if maybe you might catch on to this before we have to really break. It's usually a month, usually yeah. about a month, because we do weekly sessions. Right. So we do the one to two hour sessions weekly. But the thing about couples is this: is that. They pretty much come into any type of coaching and counseling with their own outcome in their mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, if we're telling them to break up, it's because one of them really wants to break up and is just going along with the coaching or the counseling right. because they don't have the mm-hmm. balls to say, I really don't want to be with you anymore. So they just keep up the behavior until the other person goes, hey, I don't want this anymore. They don't want to be the bad guy. Nobody wants to be the bad guy. So, so essentially we, finding someone else to be the hatchet person. Yes, right, exactly. Right. And so what we do is generally we'll coach them separately. And we'll try to help them to individually get into the best place possible for themselves and then to bring that into the relationship. Right. Kind of a sort of a preparation for the the sort of this is the impending aftermath. Right. This is what you sort of if you want it to be as clean as possible. But I got to tell you something but, funny. Um, we had a couple that I absolutely believe that they should have broken up. And when we went to them and told them that and they they believe that they should break up, too, but they just couldn't do it. They decided we just can't do it. And they just accepted. They uh, said, we're willing to accept and be unhappy the way the relationship is. (laughs) They'll take mediocrity over single. Yes. Rather Uh than split up. And so the thing that they did was interesting. They had another baby. And they just went to their perspective corners, and they, they used to fight constantly. They stopped the fighting. They still fight, but they don't fight constantly like they did. They've, they've learned to manage it, it's, it's, and they took what we, we taught them so that it's bearable You're for them. You're burning up inside not, over this, aren't you? Not my, you know, that's not our recommendation because we go for luxury. We're about teaching luxury, right, and that's no. not luxury. But we can't make people do what we want. No, we can but only I, work with them in the capacity that they have. Saying, so, right. but, see, but, what, but, see <laughs> to bring it back to the bridge that leads to the buffet, you know what I'm saying? Before they, when they were oh, coming the to the bridge, bridge and the buffet. So they okay. were coming to the All bridge, they're like, well, that's a nice buffet over there. We're going to hit that buffet up. Me and my peoples was in the fucking bushes. We were like, right. nah, son, blow that bridge now up. What, what are we taking? Yeah. Are you taking, now need to get now are you taking a horse across. to the buffet over the bridge, or are you driving in like they, a, they go, they like take a, a horse. They got a horse. A they got a horse. Some drop we, top we some real gorilla rugged motherfuckers, son. We right. some uh, some okay. ragtag Minutemen, son. Shout out to the Delaware Crossing, okay? No idea what that means. George Washington, get some knowledge. Oh, he's a Delaware. 
I think it's a devil wear. Devil wear. But but it's interesting and real quick for couples. That the other thing that we find is that because they know each other, they think we got this. We got this. We actually recommend that couples do coaching early on in their relationship so that they can learn the tools before they get too deep and into it. What do you it. find is early on exactly? Actually, actually even say? before the relationship. Yeah, yeah. Even before they're going to... So would you... Would you single people. Ide- I'm sorry, I was going to say, ideally, ideally, who would come to you sort of if you had to lay out your, your ideal pupil? Mm-hmm. Uh, ideal or target? T- okay, I'm saying ideal. In, in terms of the sense of maximizing your ability... To interact with a student and catch them right before they fall into the traps that you know exist, and they get trapped in that loop that doesn't well, write ever down the close, yeah. and the loop expands itself, basically just pushing them towards the outer edges of the universe where mm-hmm. only coldness and sadness exist. Yeah. Well, that's why we spend a lot of time at the nurseries at the hospitals, <laughs> because <laughs> we found... As soon as they're born, we need to get in that head. They're very vulnerable at that age. Mm -hmm. That's why we hit up the teething ring and kids are us. Know what I'm saying? Hey, yo. While the mother's giving birth, we're like right there going, okay, don't believe anything the world tells you. You're a powerful creator. creator. Are you gumming right now? Are you gumming? Let me take take the walls down for you. Now, they say this is a joke, but they do have a 13-year-old daughter, so they have actually done that. She started off really yeah, young. We yeah, we started our daughter really no, young. I, I, listen, you. I mean, I, I, I am. I come from the parents of uh, my dad was a family therapist. My mom is a psychiatrist specialized in adolescence. So I get the tag teaming. Uh, nice. yes. out, like I wish you would beat let, me. Let me. You know what I mean? Like I wish <laughs> were you happy? would. Like, were they, were they happy would. together? Yeah, yeah. They, and it was that sense of like the two people who would just spend two hours, just like, like just, just with no the fucking talks. rush at all, taking the time, uh-huh. just breaking you down, and just right, just com- just talking with yeah, it, just marinating awesome. in it, yeah. just thinking about it. Why you holding it. your heart right now? Huh? Why you gotta be bringing my Napoleon complex? <laughs> <laughs> Never seen him do that pose before. He's like, <laughs> I just want to be it's close to Bruce Lee right now. I just want to be close. Oh, that's that's hilarious. I have a um, I have a son and a daughter from a previous marriage. I was married before Anthony and I got together, and so I have two grown adult children. And my son is twenty two, and I remember when he was about God, he's twenty two now. Yeah, he's twenty two. I, I remember when he was about six. Uh, one time he came out of the room after Anthony was talking to him, and he was like, "I don't want Anthony to have any more conversations with me." I mean. <laughs> I just like he just wanted to get in trouble. He's like, just punish me. No more conversations. Right? It's it's brutal. It's like an existential beatdown, yo. Like like I like, he's I, grateful I, now. I I am I am eternally grateful. It is it is a it's a fantastic model. Uh, but I like uh, similarly my dad. Well, had, that's where I go for my lectures when uh, I need them. I get I, it when I done fucked up. My dad had called the surrogate parents on the uh, phone. There you go. And my I dad. Go, I need a yeah. beat down. Right. My dad had older kids from uh, a previous marriage, and it was like just uh, uh, an absolute just. Uh, dysfunctional, abusive, uh, terrible things. Like his his ex wife would take the uh, the lining off windshield wipers to beat the kids. Like just like crazy abusive. So like they came in with my mom and then they rebelled and would pee in the iron when she was gonna <laughs> iron their clothes. And then like I was like, yo, that's like not even the good kind of rebellion, son. Like this is my shirt. You go iron my own urine on my Don't shirt. Like it's not, my stuff. it's not even effective way to lash out. What's wrong with you, motherfuckers? You do know you still had to iron, right? right? Hey, so like I grew Extra up, starch. I grew up right after the period of them sort 
sort of giving them a chance as young adults being like, all right, like you can adapt or like we're going to move on without you because we're setting boundaries. So part of my uh, childhood, my dad passed away when I was 11. So like my early childhood was watching my dad with my older brother Mm -hmm. be like, listen, you can't bring your crazy girlfriend over to my house Mm -hmm. and get in fucking fights with my like." I'm not gonna have, like, I watched my dad lay those lessons down to him mm-hmm. from, you know, from the garage, like, watching from the doorway, just, like, watching my dad just be like, get the fuck out. Yeah. And, like, bye. Mm-hmm. Did the same thing. He had a, he had a, uh, they were about, like, I would have been maybe, like, you know, eight or so, and they would have been in their, uh, like, 1920s, so, like, mm-hmm. early 20s, you know, yeah. so, like, a pretty substantial right. age difference. But to watch those boundaries be created and that sense of, like, I know, what you are to me, but I can't have you bring that shit into this new... Mm-hmm. You had your chance. Right. Right. Yeah. Grow up now. And then, so I feel like that's a lot of what a, people are lacking in that sense of you talk about examples mm-hmm. where you... it's It really is that sense of, I will tolerate something from you because I care about you, but you have to know this is my firm line. And once you violate this boundary, then the repercussions will be swift and severe. Yes. You right. know? Right, right. Very true. No, I agree. Uh, one point, I'm not to jump around, but I'm gonna jump around. Go ahead, go ahead and jump around. So, um, get I came to get down. And jump around. I came to get down. <laughs> Word to, to your moms. Don't try to jump play around. me out as if my name was I Sega. I came to drop bombs. <laughs> how dare you? Johnny Carson's in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> I came to get down. <laughs> when you asked us, and, and it got and it got wild. No, okay. okay. When you earlier you brought up the point about the relationships and couples that are going to make it. One of the things that we do, though, that's really important is that even if we feel like the couples aren't going to make it, the thing that's really important at that point is to clean up whatever mess they got going on. Because if they don't clean it up, they can leave that relationship, and in that next relationship, they're going to attract it right back. Right. They're going to keep getting over and over and over again. Because that loop is not just, they're just doing that because they don't know better. What's going on is that those are actual addictions that are going on. They've developed neural net connections that are wired like that. Um, it's the brain pathology, and, right. it's, and it's it's tough to unwire. I mean, right. the thing that you realize very quickly when you come to research the brain is that when you when you find, especially uh, self defeating negative wiring when it is uh, it is accumulated at a very early age, especially it is almost impossible. Right. to unwire but, or to unravel. And that's the work that we do. We go back there and yeah. rewire right. that. And it's, and it's and that's why right. it's so tough for people to really do that work because mm-hmm. you've got to confront some really profound existential disappointments. Right. Well, most of the, a lot of the stuff they're not even aware is going right. on because they've But it's it's there and it's it there. affects you, yeah. but then to as you at to sort of bring it back to the earlier uh point that you were making about, you know, uh when you sort of realize like it's not that those things didn't exist beforehand, it's just that you weren't paying attention to them. Right. So instead of a car, it's a yeah. bunch of emotional traumas. Yes. Exactly. It's a bunch it's a bunch of familial disappointments. Right. It's it's not as easy to swallow as it is when someone's just explaining it to you as a Carfax analogy. Yeah. Right. You know. right. Exactly. And, and that's what we do. We break it down and we go, we dig, we dig, and we dig. And then we find out where that, what we call resistance. When we find that resistance, then we start the reprogramming process. But we definitely have them clean it up before they move on to another relationship. And then in the process of cleaning it up, what happens is that our goal is also to help them to become more self-fulfilled. So as we help both 
partners in the relationship to become more self-fulfilled, what happens lots of times is that the relationship starts to change because they no longer start looking at that other person to fill their void. They're doing it themselves. They're feeling happy about themselves now. And then when we get two of them doing that, then we reprogram them to start focusing on the things that they appreciate about their relationship. And that's a whole other process about what they appreciate about each other. And so even there's been times we thought, is, mm, are they going to make it? And once we start working on them individually and cleaning that stuff up, they worked it out. Mm -hmm. Then things all of a sudden just took off. And so most people, they don't have, most for one, most relationship coaches, they're not going to go dig on that level. They're not going to do that. Um, and then us being an example, that's huge, huge. Because when we're working with these couples, we're being ourselves. We're making ourselves vulnerable. We're talking to them. We're not playing psychiatrists. We're not sitting on a couch and we're not above. No, we're like, we're on your level. We're like your, we your people. How we we're your did friend. It, how we this is how we did it. We screwed up. We messed it. We did it this. We did it so what? Well, here yeah. we are. And that, by us making ourselves vulnerable, they trust us and then they allow us in. That's where the vampire thing comes in. We will not come in unless right. you... Yeah, yeah. Sound unless, unless you invite me. Sound yeah. Oh, sound yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Mitch. Come on. Sorry, sorry. He's, he's paying attention. He's not. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Say it again. We are like, we are like vampires. <laughs> <laughs> you enraptured yes, him too much with the baritone. Uh, and, and or are you? We will not use you wanted the effect. effect. The, 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 oh. That was good too, but the, the effect, the echo. Oh. Oh. He wants to make a. He wants to make a declaration, Mitch. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay, the declaration. Yes, I got it. Make I your declaration, it. baby. There because we are like vampires. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot come into your life. Oh Jesus. <laughs> We cannot come into your life unless you invite us in. Because we are like vampires. Can you imagine? I'm imagining the greatest sketch of all time with Wait, Anthony on. as Dracula, like at Dracula's castle, and he's like it. there for a big announcement. Want to try it again? I got a different one. And we'll try, try it. Right. I'll try it with a slightly different effect. Okay, ready? Oh. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Because we are vampires. <laughs> okay, that was that was fun. It's like, it's like Anthony is Dracula, and he's like trying to like announce like some real like ball ass Dracula initiative, and Mitch is his AV club, who's just like fucking up everything. He's like, just, yeah, right. Like all the, all the audio cues is off. Yeah. He gonna put the spotlight on Dracula. He's like, why you gonna put the spotlight on me? You know I don't do light. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, master. Oh, that's ridiculous. Oh, Mitch. Yeah. Uh, hold on. I have one more. Uh, oh, well, Fun. he did ask you the question of yes. what would be your ideal or your target market, and I wrote down what I think the answer is going to be, so I'm waiting for the oh, answer. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, 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 so it's Who's your target, target market? Like, two people walk in and you go, ooh, goody. I think like, I, I, I want to know ideal, Honestly, first of all. Uh, I want to see it. There, there's a but couple of answers to this question. Okay. Good. If you're Good. Looking at it from a financial perspective, no. <laughs> well, that's if we're talking business. We're coaches. We have a business. Sure. From a financial perspective, it's <laughs> I, single women because single women are willing to pay money mm -hmm. to get coaching to attract a relationship because they want it that bad. And it's and that desperate. That is what I was trying to say earlier is that uh, the dudes don't want to put in the effort 
So that makes a lot of sense to me. Right. But but we some, all find it. We all find it that more and more guys are starting yeah. to step I, I, up and I'm plate. sure. Yeah. I, but I yeah. feel like there yeah. would be a significant disparity. Is what I. Yes. I it would. Right. Uh, that's yes. what I'm yeah. at this point right. in this thing. Right. Yeah. But but. Well, I. Well, okay, go overall, ahead. the whole thing with the the singles again. I'll let you get to that question real quick. No, it's not a question. I was going to give my what yeah, I think I your answer is going to be. Fold your ahead. paper, with, sir. With singles, sir. What we what we try to do as well. It's like we said earlier, we can give it to you, but what you're going to do with it? We can spend all this time helping you attract this person. There you go. Then you go off and screw the relationship up within a year. Right. And then you're back to where you started from. Right. So what was that all for? Back to your George Foreman grill. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So what we look at it like, jumping into a... Don't you're a person that don't know how to swim. But then you go, I'm going to jump into this ocean. And while I jump into this deep ocean, then I'll figure out how to swim. Not a good move. You're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to drown. <laughs> yeah. You're going to drown. So the key is to go, you know what? Before I jump into this ocean, let me learn how to swim first. And then I'll jump into the ocean. I'll have a much better experience. Check out some tide reports. There so what I need you to do is get Teddy over his fear of dolphins. Yo, first of all, you can't get me over oceans. fear of the revolution. Okay. Fear of dolphins. <laughs> okay. Right. So that's the that's the key. We try to teach couples, singles, how to build a successful relationship mm-hmm. before you try to find that partner. But society has taught us backwards, past backwards. They taught us find spend all your time to find that person. Once you find that person, everything's okay. Yeah. No. Then you build out. Yeah. You figure it exactly. out from there. Exactly. Yeah. You're better off if you learn how to build it first. So come to our workshops. Go to um, be around couples that have successful relationships, which most people don't know very many couples with long term successful relationships. Right. And then when they do meet some. Someone who is any kind of success, they kind of ridicule it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel it's very well, difficult. They got lucky. It's, diffi- they got it's difficult right. to sustain success because your entire yeah. peer group is just bitterly cynical. Well, no one else has it, so right. And, I mean, you can understand why they would feel that way, mm-hmm. but it's incredibly tough to sustain an example mm-hmm. when you've got no real ground to sort of germinate from. Mm-hmm. You know, right. but, with but, product you know, of our environments, we want and, and we say this all the time. We want people to talk about their great relationships. So we have more examples of it. And Anthony and I say all the time, we literally could stay in our bedroom and be very, very happy not doing this work because we love each other. We got it already. But people started looking at us going, how are you doing that? How are you doing it? So we decided to start helping them. And we started, Mitch knows, we started with men. We started helping men because 10 years ago we saw that men were giving up their masculinity to women. They were letting women win all the time because they wanted to get laid. So it was like, okay, I'll do what you want. I'll do what you want. I'll do what you want. Let me get laid. But then women didn't respect them anymore. They saw them as ballless and they kept it moving. So we started our work with men and then women just kind of naturally started coming around going, hey, what you doing with the men over there? What's going on? And so then we extended to women, then we extended to couples and now we do work across the board. We, we are life coaches. We do work about living your best life, about attracting your perfect partner, maintaining an amazing relationship. We do all of it because our whole culture, our whole society needs it. There's not just one section. So we don't actually have a demographic. We're here to help everyone. Everyone, and right. that's what we do. Now, the initial book that Anthony wrote uh, just before I had met him, I don't know how long before I'd met you, two years, Probably a year, a year something like that, yeah. uh, uh, which I still, I think I still have at least one copy hanging around. I'm sure you do. Was the, uh, uh, how to get over that bitch and grow balls they can't resist. Still available at theamazingclarks.com. There you go, <laughs> and Amazon.com. All right. Are you working on a, a separate book as a couple? By chance? Actually, yeah, that's we're working on that as well. But we're actually redoing that uh, the bitch book. Okay. We're doing another version of it. Okay. Um, as you know, that <laughs> I sent you the script for that, right? The movie script. 
No, I don't believe so. I thought oh. I sent you. All right. Because that's being turned into a movie as well. Um, a romantic comedy. So that's in the works. Um, yeah, so we're redoing that book. We're doing another version of it. It's one that can go more mainstream. Sure. Um, with the, so we're just tweaking the title and changing some of the content. Well, there's some good stories in there that could work across the board. The good thing is uh, it's it's a quick read. It's a, it's an easy. And it's funny. And it, yeah. it helps. It's, it's it helps guys a lot. It's quick and easy. It's it's not a lot of like you know lofty concepts per se. It's it's a lot of like right down to business. You could. It's a two hour read. So yeah. Give yeah. Or take. It's, it's, it gives guys a basic foundation. That's if you don't have a good foundation as far as dating and relationships. So it's a. It's a and it's I will say start. when I when I first read the book, it was during the 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 relationship I was talking about where I was very you know uh, insecure about the whole thing. And I remember I read the book and I was like, I'm just fucked. I'm just uh, just gonna be. Just gonna live here with this girl for a little while so I can get some money to get the fuck out because it was like I like I remember reading it and just going yeah it's yeah I hit home a little bit you know what but you know what you walked away from that relationship like a man you held your head up high with your balls intact and you were a man about it and there was nothing wrong with that you grew and for me from the experience and when I wrote that book that was after my first marriage failed and after I did it all the way that society said to do it and everything went screwed um i gave up uh, opportunity to play pro basketball overseas and to play double a baseball here for the pro team um be- because i was in this relationship with this my ex and we broke up she's my college sweetheart we kept breaking up and doing an ex-sex thing then she gets pregnant and she comes to me and go it's yours and i was honest with her i was like okay let me be real when we weren't together um, we were both doing. I was doing my thing. I was. I was screwing. I'm. I'm gonna be honest. Were you being? Were you screwing other people? No, no, no. Not me. Not me. And so here she is, pregnant with twin boys. And so now I'm going, huh? I don't even like her. How am I gonna be with her? But then my father wasn't there, so I went through that thing. That whole, you know what? My father wasn't there. I'm not gonna be that kind of father. That I'm gonna be there care. for my. Yeah, and I went home to my my people in New York. They were like, you know what? Step up to the plate, son, and get in there and handle your business. And so I took one for the team, got married, and a couple of years later, after the boys were born, Anthony Andrew Clark, which were named after me. My name is Anthony Andrew. After three years, I found out that the boys weren't mine. Mm. And in the, by then, the marriage had already ended. I already left the marriage. And I realized, wow, I gave up so many things, so many of my dreams for this relationship and for the boys. And now I learned the hard way. So after that, I decided, you know what? I'm still going to find love. I'm still going to have that amazing relationship. But like I said, I got to create my own roadmap. At that point, I went out there. I wanted to be the baddest motherfucker to ever walk the planet when it came to women. I wanted to know everything I could about how they think, what they wanted, their desires, how to please them physically, mentally, emotionally. So I did research. I'm constantly asking questions. I'm obsessive. I'm just on it nonstop, 24 hours a day. So what happened eventually... I'm getting women left and right. Women falling madly in love with me. It's easy to me. I can make them fall in love with me like that. I become a professional male escort. Now I'm getting paid to have to give women my attention and my time and my body. And it was beautiful. So now, after I stepped <laughs> no, up, he's over there swooning all over again. That's, that's my husband. So after I stepped up my game like that, and I learned all these techniques, guys started coming to me, going, "Yo, how you doing this? What are you doing?" Show me. So then guys started taking me out to dinner and to bars, and they'd pay for everything. And in return, I'd show them how to hit on chicks that were around. They would bring guys back to me. So next thing I know, I had this 
I'm just constantly coaching men. Coaching now, men. where does this fall in the spectrum of pickup artists kind of becoming like a cultural thing? Mitch, I know you're kind of familiar with that whole thing. You know what? So you like, know what? You know I, what? I, I swear to you. I swear when I saw that Hitch movie, I swear that was my life. It was like, in fact, I kind of got emotionally kind of pissed off. Like, wait a minute. Somebody stole my story and put it out there. Because by then I had written a book and it was out on Venice Beach. And I would sell it out there. And it would just sell constantly lots of copies, copies all over the place. And I was meeting Anthony a lot of people. Anthony on Venice Beach is a sight to see. Yeah. I'm just telling yeah. you that I was right going to say, Mitch was there. Yeah. Yeah. They, the they actually named me. Uh, when books I, when I, from the trunk. Because what happened was by then, yep. then I hooked up with Melanie. We were together. And... Guys were constantly coming to me for advice, and I didn't have time to keep te- going out and hanging out with them. And so one day she was like, you know what? Why don't you just write a book? And then they could learn from that. And I was like, huh, write a book? I don't even read books. I don't even like to read. What the hell am I do writing I a book do. for? That's I'll great. Help you. And she was like, just go ahead and just write it. Uh, well played. Right. So well she, played. she helped me to write it. So <laughs> put, put the yeah. first copy out. To, um, the book sold like hotcakes. That, was that in your uh, jacket quote, by the way? Write a book. I don't even read books. <laughs> Author of the book. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Hey, keep it real. Baby. You gotta keep it real. On the back, I gotta put my read. But if you're gonna read, I mean, shit. <laughs> yeah. Read this. And I, and I wrote uh, it in a way. And I wrote it in a way for guys that that aren't crazy about reading. Guys that are like, you know what? I'll listen to it. I'll read it. I mean, I'll watch it on TV. I'm I'm reading at the gym, yeah, Yeah. something like that. So I made it real easy, large font. Um, You really did. really did. I love how that's the first day of large font. Very simple, straight to the point. Gold-plated pages. And I came in in and I was like, we had to change the front cover. Let's bring the font size down. Free velour sweatsuits. This, by the way, is not a word. Uh, This sentence needs a comma. Mitch came in and cleaned them up. Yes, he did. Thank you very much. Can't just be giving out jumpsuits to everybody who buys a copy. <laughs> it's not even in paperback yet. That's the deal, <laughs> right? To buy the book to get the jumpsuit. <laughs> and you screw that up, you don't got the deal no more. Then it's just a book. Oh, good times. That's yes. Oh. So, so he did. He did. Thank you. Oh yeah. yeah did no look problem, out. No he problem. designed the cover for me and everything. So the first hundred copies sold in like three days by word of mouth. Just people. Hey, can I have another one? Can I have another one? And then I took it to Venice Beach, and I would set up there, and I would literally, they literally called me the uh, the king of Venice Beach because I outsold all of the other vendors um, with my product. With, with like, book. the actual, just straight up, just... I had a big poster with a He's big a charming balls, motherfucker. And it yeah. said, how to get over that bitch and grow balls they can't resist. And, and women would walk by and get pissed off, and I'd have a whole crowd of women around. What the hell is this? And I'd let the crowd get bigger and bigger. Kevin would help me out. Yeah, my nephew. yeah. And once the crowd got really big and the women were really pissed off, I'd do a little seminar. And I'd come out. I'm the author. Who the hell do you think you are? And I'd, and I'd break down the book. By the time I was done, they'd buy two copies. And then they'd come back and, and ask me for another copy. How, how? What kind of like? What kind of time frame were you watching this crowd? Well, I will say. I would have to say real quick as an anecdotal. Because uh, <laughs> when when I went out there to Venice Beach with him, uh, I remember him saying. I remember him telling me before. Now there's going to be guys. They're going to laugh and they're going to look at it. And they might give a quick like one or two page read and they'll hand it back to me 
because they don't want to take it home. And I was like, that's not fucking happening. And I watched dude after dude go, I'd love to buy it, but I my wife would home. kill me yeah. if she saw even the cover. Yeah. And it's not like it was not an offensive. It was it was a black power fist with balls in it, you know? Um, <laughs> you don't even you know, know I mean? what offensive uh, means in America <laughs> based on that sentence. <laughs> it's not offensive. It was just uh, yeah. Nelson oh. Mandela holding George Washington's face <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with Geronimo's hatchet. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not seeing the problem. The point, but what I'm saying is, it was literally just Mount, Mount Rushmore, just the title, like "bitch" on the cover. The guys were so afraid that, like, their girlfriend or wife or whatever would see the word "bitch" on a book and be like, "It's talking about me." And like, and oh, fair, oh, and oh, oh, you know, you know who was one of the biggest ones? I told you about this before. I think so. Yeah, Tim, yeah. right? Mister, no, J- uh, Jesse James. Oh, yes, right, right, yes, right. yes. He worked out at my gym and. He was dating uh, Sandra Bullock, and I I knew him from the gym. We spotted each other a couple of times. We talked, and one day I decided, wait a minute, he's with Sandra. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work. You know, I'm going to give him a copy of my book. And so I gave him a copy of the book. He's like, yo, Jesse, check this out. I'm going to give you a copy of my book. Check it out. Let me see what you think. And uh, so he took the book, and I heard from him like a couple of weeks later. I went to the gym, and I walked up to him. I was like, yo, you'd read the book? What you think? And he was like, Oh man, that book was hilarious. I laughed my fucking ass off. But you know what? My old lady saw it and she was like, What the fuck is this? And I was like, Oh, dude at the gym gave it to me. And she was like, Get this shit out of my house. So she made me throw it away. And I was only halfway through it. And it was like, Oh. Okay. Should have completed that the book. Should have read the title, my friend. Yeah. Should have yeah. read the title. So, yeah, so, so I, he's I saw that. Right. In, that does in, happen. That happened, I, I feel like that would be a very fair. I mean, it was overwhelmingly the women were actually once he talked to them, if not uh, immediately on board when they saw it, maybe they would be. But after he talked to them, the women would be on board. The dudes, by and large, were either I don't need help with that in, mm-hmm. in denial, you know, or. Uh, or, uh, oh, well, I can't. I can't, I can't bring that home. And I guess that's why I was trying to differentiate earlier between the ideal mm-hmm. uh, pupil versus the target pupil precisely because of that conundrum. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, a lot of the people who you might feel ideally are suited for the material and the knowledge and the lessons in there mm-hmm. are probably the people that you would have to acknowledge you are least likely to be able to successfully target sort of initially. You know, it, 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 because it, it, of the problem right. that Mitch is but, laying But it out. depends on what stage they're at. Right. Um, right. Because if they're still in denial, it's not going to work. But right. once they get past that stage where they just go like, you know what? I give up. Right. I can't do it anymore. Then they go, can I see that book again? And then they start going through And that's why you got to have fucking and people in the bushes, son, pushing these motherfuckers towards the bridge. They ain't going to find the bridge. <laughs> just on their own, like a regular Lewis and Clark. They ain't no the Lewis and Clark, son. Across the bridge. You need to a Sacagawea. <laughs> I will I be your Sacagawea, America. Sacagawea. I'll be it. Put me on a gold coin right now, and you can ride a bus anywhere you want to. But I, I have to say, though, we wrote that book, and I co-wrote it, and then I hid. I didn't want anybody <laughs> to know that I had anything to do with the it. The king of Venice Beach and the lady Remember. behind. Wait, where should my, go? My excuse. <laughs> I will say my Remember. excuse for taking the book home Agitate was I'm going to be working with this right, guy. Right. Wait, 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 wait. A confession. I say, say, so, wait, this sounds like a true confession. I, yeah, wait a minute. Back in the day when I first brought that book home, I, I immediately like, told, told uh, the girl at the time, I was like, 
Listen, I need some editing work, so I'm just reading it for that. And, you know what I mean? And we're, we might do this radio show, so I need to at least know where a guy's coming from. And I was, like, making all these excuses. She didn't even bat an eye. She was just like, whatever. Okay, I don't whatever, give a fuck. I don't care. But I was like, okay, because there's this book, right? And it's like, it was just, you know. Yeah, I was so ready to just apologize. Be like, I'm sorry. But the funny thing is we get a lot of women that get the book first. And they hide it from their men because they don't want their men to know what's in the book. And they, the women love the book. The women are like, oh, my God, this book is so on point. This book is so real. Mm-hmm. Really? And they hide it from their men. I'm like, yeah. did you share it with your man? She's like, you I'm not going to give like this I've to I've never them. heard that term before. Yeah, they don't share it with their men. You because, don't appreciate it, Mitch. Yeah, so what I was going to say was I, I backed away from it because I was embarrassed of the title, to be honest. It was just too much for me at the time. Especially back then. And, yeah. and right, um. Right. And and that was our first book. We've evolved past that material. That's when we were looking at masculinity, femininity. We've moved into more of energy, brain science. And so we're in a totally different level of teaching right. people to relate. Well, you've got a foundation. That's where we started. That was right. the beginning. But that book is still selling like hotcakes. Yeah, absolutely. It's, that book is still killing them. Well, Kill. I mean, I, I mean I, I, again, I feel like that's the thing where... So many people in in a large amount of cultural aspects, be it from dating to dieting to business to just basic social interaction, so many people you know don't get any kind of guidance or knowledge yeah, or right. guideposts yeah. from the beginning. So they're searching and searching and searching, right. and then they end up in these bad information loops, mm-hmm. which you just go from one superficial direction to the other. And so it's very sort of startling for you when you find something where you're like, well, how could all this sort of knowledge pool exist for all this time? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's easy to see why people are so skeptical when they're like, how could so much information be amassed and so many other people, you know, for any right. real subject, especially for something like dating, we're like, it's been around forever. Yeah. Right. You know, the traditionalists have got to be right. Like, I mean, come right. on. Right. right. But, you know, women will seek out help more than men mm-hmm. by far. And <clears throat> with men, guys don't realize that no no guy is born knowing about women. Most men, all men are born clueless when it comes to women. And most men don't have the pride or they let their pride get in the way of them getting off their ass and seeking the information that they need in order to be successful. So they're born clueless and most of them will die clueless. But right. because they don't get off the ass and they let their pride prevent them from going to ask another man or someone else for help because they don't want to be perceived as weak. Well, I think, yeah, especially that sense mm-hmm. of, of to, to uh, platform off the weakness, I think. And I'm probably, Melanie, you can see this with a lot of male clients, especially from your perspective, is that idea of I feel like a lot of men are very uh, fundamentally resistant to viewing uh, a female significant other as an equal partner. And I feel like mm-hmm. that is sort of problematic to the whole approach of it's very difficult to accept and then process the information that the two of you are laying out if you are sort of uh, juxtaposed to viewing this person as an equal to you who is able mm-hmm. to not only that bring same sort of you know information and enlightenment but in some cases be a totally different like you're saying like i like you know like i know for sort of simple like i mitch and i've talked about this i'm terrible at promotion pr self-promotion like it is loathsome it is an anthema to me i just fucking hate it so mm-hmm. i i know that a lot of people are very unwilling to admit those kind of things but if mm-hmm. you meet someone who is all of a sudden like well i can do that very easy mm-hmm. you know it's 
you would think that people would be like, well, that's awesome. Oh, that is a great that is a great merging of our of our existence with each other. But right. it's like it's weird how many people are like, no, I can't let you do that shit. Like I didn't, mm, no. And I guess that's where I get frustrated. Where it's like you're just fucking up everything for both people. Yeah, you know. Well, I, I would say that I, I see more of that in men over 40 because they're mm. really clutching that traditional model. They want women to fulfill that role because they've been taught to be men. That's how men act. And, you know, their role models were vigilantes and John Wayne, John Wayne you know, all it's of that like stuff. It's like daily propaganda yeah, drills they, that you're trying to unlearn. they've just been conditioned. And so those are the hardest people to get to grasp our concepts. But younger people that grew up in single-family homes, they want it. And they're on a more of an even playing field, but then they start to act out the traditional model because they don't have any contrast. They don't have any alternative. Mm. So they don't know how to navigate anything different. But the whole time that they're doing it, they hate it. And when they run into us, they're like, that's what I want. That's how I do it. Women are always asking me, how can I be a powerful woman like you, but still be a soft and feminine woman with a man? How do I do both? They don't know how to do both, but they want it so, so bad. So it's just that there's not a lot of this type of information out there. And you're absolutely right. A lot of coaches and a lot of experts are really gouging people for money and time and, and wanting to just regurgitate the same old traditional model of relationships and make one or the other bad. And this, I have a real problem with this. Most of the time they're making the men wrong. Men are bad. Men are not doing it. Dr. Men are not, cha- men are not chasing you. Men are not wooing you. Men don't want what you want. You, you have to think- should them. be out there uh, getting everything together. <laughs> What's wrong with you, How's son? That working for you, you know. So we are. We you can't we are polish a shoe blaming. with another shoe. I am one of the greatest <laughs> grifters in the 21st century of America's history. Yes. Even a blind pig gets an acorn. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Please allow me to bask in this syndication revenue. Um, well, I think I, I, we're about out of time. I would say the, the, the problem uh, a lot of times with that the traditional model and, and, and the Dr. Phil's of the world is that's that uh, that shady job security bullshit mm-hmm. where it's like, if he keeps giving shitty advice, you'll keep coming back mm-hmm. because you're not fixed. Yeah. And so it's that like there's more money and well, it's the ingeniousness of his model, yeah, and yeah. that's why it's so destructive. But, but it will be his downfall because it's 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 the sense of the model can never be failed. You are failing the model, mm-hmm. right? And that's where you get you've got to make sure that the loops that you're in are loops that are actually constructive. As opposed to detrimental. And moving you towards what you want. It's okay right. to loop as long as you know that each loop is going to get bigger and you're right, moving, right. you're, well, you're evolving, you're right. expanding. If you make a lap, you, it's, I mean, it's the same reason you've got a crew chief and you've got mm-hmm. a pit crew so that they can say, listen, you've been making a lot of laps, yeah. you're making a lot of good work, but if you want to stay in the lead, if you want to have a chance to make a, a, make a, a push, come over here, yeah. make right. a little stop, tune up, fix yourself. Great, great point. And and for us, we love our clients. We we don't see them as business opportunities. We see them as human beings that we genuinely love. Every client we've ever worked with is a dear, dear friend. And even when we finish coaching, we only coach for three months because we're not about holding your hand and walking you through your life. We're about giving you the tools, and then you get your little butt out there and do it. But if you fall or you get scared or you can't figure out how to do it, we're always here for you. You can always call us back, and we'll help you get through it. And we love the fact that, like, a lot... We have a lot of clients where we'll start off coaching one person in the family, and like we just finished with this doctor in uh, Arizona we're working with, 
and we finished with him and his life. He got it, what he wanted. He was doing great. Then he came and brought back his daughter, who was 18 years old. Was like, okay, help her now. Yeah. So then we helped the 18 year old. Then they had another daughter who was 16, and then he brought her to uh, us for coaching as well. So they're bringing the entire family to us, yeah. and we have multiple clients and families that have done that. Have a mom us. and two daughters. Like what happens is once they they take on the perspective of living life from the perspective that we're giving them, they recognize this feels really really good to me, and I want the people around me that I love to feel this good feeling that I feel. So share it with them so that they can share it with me. And we're teaching love and positivity and focus and, and how to rewire how to rewire the brains from those yeah. old right. nuts. Which I, is I will wild. say I will say from a, from a personal note again in the I don't know. Close to a decade, maybe a decade. I have no long. I think it's about that. Let's let's call it a decade for fun. Um, uh, That I've I've known them. Uh, These are the two people that I that I call. uh, I called you the night or the day after the the morning after my mom passed away. I've called you after every breakup. Yes. Um, uh, Had many conversations with Anthony where he's like, "All right, you're gonna fuck this up, but you could try this." (laughs) You know what's great is that now. I can now. hear Anthony's voice with that like just brutal warmth resonating <laughs> yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. Well, I remember uh, when I was dating, when I was dating the, love. The, the woman yes. that I was dating when I when I met them and we had broken up and we were we, you know and and I moved halfway across the the, the state. Um, and then I called them and I was like, yeah, you know, she's, she's calling me and I'm calling her. Like we miss each other and everything. He was like, that's a bad idea, <laughs> <laughs> but here's what you could do. Um, and he was like, you know, the, the, the quote that will remain forever in my, uh, in my brain. Uh, and I use it all the time now is, uh, everything's just choices. So he would say, everything's just choices. Uh, you could either do this or you could do that. In every situation, you got choices. So you could go this way or you could go that way. He's like, you could just fucking suck it up and take it, or you could try to go back to her. That's probably not going to work because those same problems are going to be there. Uh, so, and I sure enough, yeah, went back and. That lasted a month, but we 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 broke up amicably the right, second right. time. It was very like and that's yeah. okay. You know what? Okay, right. We figured it out. So look at it one more time yeah. to make sure. Right. But they they don't. Uh, they do, this is not. Uh, I'm not paying them for these ten years of advice. No. Uh, and uh, so so I will I will say we'll on a personal note. We'll be getting note, an invoice after this. Damn it. Bringing that up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we look out for each other. We love. We, we honestly we love Mitch. I I He's fine. I have in my heart for Mitch. Mitch is one of my babies. I call him one of my babies. All my clients are one of my babies. I have a lot of mama energy. I have adult children. I have three she's children. She's very motherly. And I'm very motherly. And I feel and that. And she's met my mother. I just, I just, I met his mother. And you guys had dinner and with her. we had a great good. talk. And she said to me, I'm so happy to know that he has a mama like you here because I can't be with him. And I feel that. Oh, I feel Mitch is one of mine. So we Adorable. love Mitch like that. Adore him. <laughs> so we're happy to be riffing That's, with no, him. No, it's great. It's yeah. been a pleasure to to be with you, you all. And just sort of similarly on that note, I know we we got to wrap it up, but I think you made a very good point that kind of ties in with a lot of themes we've touched in tonight. It's kind of a cornerstone, which is the sense of breaking the familial cycles and curses. Mm-hmm. And that's the big thing why if you can catch someone before you sort of reach that that age where the the traditional lessons and all the kinds of self-defeating ideas get baked in and it's harder to learn it's mm-hmm. sort of similar to a foreign language where kids 
learn foreign languages like that. Yeah. They pick up all right. the syntaxes just fucking amazingly fast. Yeah. And if you can, mm-hmm. if you can teach someone the kind of lessons that you're talking about at an early age, like 14 or 16 years old, and you've got parents willing to build that bridge so that the kids don't go through decades of mistakes that they did, then mm-hmm. you're definitely onto something very promising. So, mazel tov. In the words of awesome. Einstein, insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. Absolutely. What can we plug for you? You got the amazingclarks.com, the home of all things amazing and clarking. Yes. Um, I'll just tell you a couple things we're doing uh, twice a month in Long Beach. We're doing a free live, love, and date life coaching event for anyone that needs help, wants to mm-hmm. come ask questions. It's absolutely back. free. It is our service. We are there. We are showing up, and we're bringing the love. So if you need some, come on out to Long Beach. It's on our website. We also have a meetup with the Amazing Clarks that you can get all the information about that. Um, we also, you can join our fan page on Facebook, theamazingclarks.com. And um, what else do we have going on? Uh, Always coaching. Just check out the new site, Live, Love, and Date. Yep, go to our website, Live, Love, and Date. Looks and great. The meetup, is that on meetup. Is that, yeah, uh, at meetup.com, and okay. then it's uh, forward slash The Amazing Clarks. Okay, great. Tedrick, what can we plug for you, sir? Oh, man, uh, you know what I'm saying. Indiscreets, mm-hmm. uh, follow me uh, on the Twitters for all of your Mitt Romney facts at The Romney Book. <laughs> uh, Twitter.com slash The Romney Book. I'm tweeting all that opposition research that Mitch is so uh, enraptured with. Mitch, uh, what you got? Yeah. I got uh, November 10th at the Neon Venus Theater. I will be doing a show uh, actually on YouTube. If, uh, the last like three stand-up clips I put up are all from the last time I was at the Neon Venus Theater. Uh, so it'll be another one like that. It's nice. It's an intimate venue. I don't have to scream and yell over a bunch of drunks. It's I, a can, real I can get down. I can get, I can get into it. Nice. And I'm writing a whole new set for it. You know, I'm gonna sit down, you know? watch out now. Be a good time. Sounds sexy. Yeah. Oh, it's going like to get sexy hair. up in uh-huh. here. <laughs> I'll be bringing my. Talk about your hair. I will be bringing my sexy hair. Yeah. Ten yeah. minutes of Mitch twirling his hair. Yeah. <laughs> so guys, seriously. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much for finally. Coming out, love you both. We love, love you, you too, honey. Thank you for having Thank us. You for having us. We're, We're very proud again. of you. We want to come back again and again and again. Cool. I hope you do. <laughs> Glad to have cool. you. And I'll be talking. To, you know, the schedule maker. Nice. Yes, for the nice. schedule. I there thought you, you know, boo. <laughs> I job. thought you know. Now you know. <laughs> you don't know. Thanks for listening to Straight Riffin. You can catch all past and future episodes of Straight Riffin on the official website riffin.net. R-I-F-F-I-N.net. Keep in mind, we do air live every Monday night from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific time. That's 10 p.m. to midnight for you East Coasters. You can actually watch that right on Facebook on our fan page, facebook.com slash straightriffin. Like us, check out the Ustream page. You can even chat while we're doing the show. That's how we interact with the fans. We thank you so much for listening. Check out riffin.net. Buy my album. Buy Teddy's album. We'll catch you again next time. It ripped the fuck on, bitches.